Saturday night at eight o'clock. I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show. Everybody in the neighborhood is dressing up to be there too. Hello again, and welcome to this early summer edition of the Feminine Critique. I'm Emily. I am Christine. Christine, are you having a hot summer night like I am? No, it's kind of rainy. Okay. And yeah. It's re- regular. But right. Maybe later, though. Okay. I mean, it's it's like the end of May, so it's like Memorial Day weekend, so it's the summer kickoff, but suddenly it went from being like fairly mild to being 90 degrees. So now I'm in like, ooh, hot summertime. But well, it, it's uh, you know. raining and I believe 50 degrees right now. So that is not what I call hot summertime. Not yet. Oh, man. Well, uh, what are we doing today? We're talking about some movies. movies. Just, some, just some random movies. Yeah. This is our uh, every other episode. We do a catch up where we go over all the other stuff we've been watching that wasn't our assigned reading or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff. It's been a while. I think we're on like a two month term this this time. So I got a lot. Yeah. I'm going to have to cut out. Oh, some some not winners. Oh, oh no! But sometimes the not winners are good warnings well, for others. I mean, if if it's something I truly despised, I'll talk about it. But if it's there's some middling stuff. Oh. I I feel like a lot of newer releases for me have been really middling. I don't know that I have watched many new releases. That's not true. I, I, uh, okay, some of my horror are fairly new releases. Yeah, that's good. I'm trying to keep up on, on horror movies, too, because there seems to continuously be a lot of them. I think the... And you, like I, have Shudder, which mm-hmm. is a nice window into, oh, all the new stuff that's actively being made. Yeah. And, I mean, Shudder also has a very good collection of older stuff, but I think one of the things that surprises me, I think, about why I like Shudder so much is it really does force me to watch new stuff, yeah, because once I see people talking about something, it's like, oh, let me. I want to. I want to be in that conversation too. So I quickly watch them. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a good. I, I like when things go to Shutter or when Shutter acquires things mm-hmm. because I feel I feel like it's a it's a good way to kind of level the playing field on something and give a Agreed. lot of different people access to yeah. it. Well, and I think, and we'll like as I look through like my horror group, I I broke them up actually by where they are because <laughs> I think that's the easiest way of, of talking through them. Mm-hmm. And most of mine are on Shutter. Uh, what's very funny is like breaking it down how. Majority are Shutter. There's a few Hulu, because Hulu actually has a pretty decent selection. Yeah. And then of all that, I have one Netflix. <laughs> I canceled Netflix. I can't anymore. Okay. Wait, wait. Uh, you're, you, you and millions of others, it would seem. It, it, I don't watch anything on it. And when I do, I'm usually disappointed. I, I wouldn't argue. At this point, I'm one of those people who might be um, one of the other Netflix problems, which is that... Uh, you know, there's a lot of people in my life, and they like watching Netflix, too. So yeah. if I cancel my Netflix, there's a lot of people that aren't going to get to watch Netflix right now. Yep. Uh, and there's some, I don't even know what I watch on there right now, but of all of the uh, horror movies, and again, that's my biggest list, I have one movie, and it was a new release on Netflix. It was, a, I think it was either made for Netflix or, you know, quickly acquired by Netflix. And I think I'm the only person in the world who liked it, and oh. that is Choose or Die. I watched that. What did you think? I 
oh boy, her brain is not good. Um, let me, I think I liked it. I really liked it. Like, it's dumb. Um, it's not a good movie. It's, it, you know, this is a kind of Saw meets uh, Wish Upon type telling only with an 80s Oh, computer game. I gave it four stars. Nice. You're on my like, team. I did like it. I, I think Yay. I even tweeted like that. I really like the problem is I watch things usually very late. So sometimes I don't like remember them. And the problem is well. I go to sleep very early. So if you've tweeted about this after you watched it, I would have been snoring. Yeah, I, de I definitely liked it too. And I saw some people didn't like it and I didn't people really get it. Like people actively hated this movie. Yeah. That's and weird. I feel like the hate came this this dropped right around the time that all of like the big Netflix news was also coming out about just, you know, them trying ads mm -hmm. and them losing subscribers and all that stuff. And I wondered how much of the hatred for this movie was directly tied to people wanting to like one more stone to throw at Netflix of like, see, and this is the crap they're making. Yeah, it's crap, but it's fun crap. It's horror that understands what makes a watchable horror movie it kind of yeah. i'm not surprised you liked it because i feel like it hit the same kind of beats that you and i like in these types of movies uh, if memory serves i thought it was clever and had and i had fun with it yeah um i don't remember specifics like so if there were specifics that people didn't like about it nothing really yeah i liked the characters i'm looking at it now they were likable like the two young like, computer nerds were both, like, I was on their side, I was rooting for them, I was sad at the fate of one of them. I thought there was a really, like, there's a sequence where um, the lead character's mother is kind of agoraphobic and is in her apartment, and mm -hmm. she has to watch her via, like, an Oregon Trail-esque video game. And I thought that was unsettling and creepy, and everybody else thought it was stupid. I agree. I'm looking at it on Letterboxd now. The reviews for it are awful. Yeah. I don't think these younger folks know why they do and don't like stuff sometimes. Yeah. That, that to me feels like a real shitty thing to say, but like somebody just said, Netflix stop making bad movies challenge. Like, I'm sorry. I've seen a lot of really bad Netflix movies. This ain't one of them. No, no. And I've, I've also seen a lot of bad shutter movies and bad uh, slashers released from studios and all that stuff. For sure. And... For sure. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you're on my side on that one. Oh, definitely. I liked it, too. I think cool. I think I saw a couple people say they liked it, but it definitely felt like it wasn't, like, the overall opinion. <laughs> yeah, and it just, to me, like, it was just fun. Like, and I know some people actually argued that it wasn't fun, like, it, it could have been lighter or could have been, like, a little goofier. I don't know, but it it just worked for me. It, just, yeah, it was exactly yeah. what I wanted. I wanted a horror movie that gave me kind of, like, wacky set pieces and was driving towards something, and I thought it did that, so... Mm -hmm. Do you have any other Netflix watches on, in the horror genre? Oh, I have no idea. That's a big <laughs> okay. question that I That's can't okay. answer. All right, we'll, 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 we'll keep moving on. How about we go to Shudder then? Okay, so, I can tell you if I watched things that you all Well, I know there's a few that you did watch that I yeah. watched. So um, let me start with uh, Pledge Night, which you had kind of given an endorsement to. So I figured, all right, I, I trust this lady. I did watch that, yes. Yes, uh, I liked it. It's, again, talk, talk about dumb fun. Um, Pledge Night was what ninety or like made in the eighties, definitely like eighty nine, maybe yeah. Yeah, it. I think what is funny is how like the scariest part of it is just the idea of pledging and how mm -hmm. awful it is. 
And I have known people who've, who've pledged sororities and like they were even worse. I mean, there was no like murder, but there oh, was like, a, there like, was a melting man in a bathtub. There was no melting man in a bathtub or having to sit on a cherry and carry it with your ass to the other corner of the room and then eat the cherry at the end. There was none of that, but there was um, circle the fat on on your on your body and run laps at 4am like they were total body body shamey like awful yeah. awful sororities and so i with pledge night like it gets at that it gets at like the sort of like toxic masculinity i thought it was really funny and the did you look into like the making of it and who was behind it Maybe at the time, but I'm not recalling anything. So what was interesting, and I forget uh, her name, but it's a female screenwriter who had written for a lot of adult films. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was like, to me watching it, I'm like, this is a little bit, this movie is very much making fun of men. I I don't know if it was intended to directly, but it feels very much like, like, dudes, you're idiots. Um, So I thought it was kind of smart like it genuinely funny in, in some spots that I think it intended to be funny yeah I agree it, w- it was funny and not fu- like not that funny by accident or yeah. like oh it's bad so we're laughing at it it had it was genuinely amusing like, it was clever for sure yes there's there's one scene where um like the head frat guy has, has all the pledges in the basement and he's like going into telling this like long story about the history of the fraternity and the pledges are so bored. And while this is happening, they keep like getting sent upstairs and they die as they go upstairs, but like nobody realizes yeah. it. And it just goes on and it's really a funny set piece. So I yes, it. It, it's, I'm glad you liked it. I thought it was good too. It, it, I think it can scratch a bunch of different itches. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's kind of gross and weird and, like dumb but also like actually maybe good with some cool effects and yeah. some interesting choices it's gooey it's very practical it effectsy and it's it's different because i mean it's kind of a slasher zombie monster mashup yeah. which was cool. unusual for the time so uh all right other one okay i know you watched this one because you oh. you so i I should have listened to you on this one. I knew you watched it and I knew you didn't like it, but I wanted to watch something at the gym and I needed like a certain length and I wanted like, like, ah, you know, like I, I I know Christine didn't like this, but I like this kind of movie. I like a good, um, schoolgirls summoning Ouija board, like Uh, trouble in haunted hallways. I watched, oh my God, this movie, uh, Simon Barrett seance. Made me. I don't think angry. I like him. I think I just don't think I like his movies. I, I so I, I when I think of what else he did because he he wrote You're Next and he wrote The Guest. Yeah. Both of which I like. I don't know that I like them because of the writing. I think it, I like them thanks, because of yes. the directing and because yes. of the acting in both of those. <laughs> this movie was just. It made me angry because it was one, and we always say this: Who was this ma- movie made for? Mm-hmm. Um. It is a story about, I guess, high school girls who are, like, maybe summoning a ghost, maybe not. There's a killer, maybe it's a ghost, maybe not. Here's Suki Waterhouse as the weird new girl who might know something or might not. This, like, so you're like, oh, school girls. So is it PG-13 aimed, like, slumber party? Or is it, like, oh, they're sexy school girls, like, aimed that way? And it's neither? And I do not understand who the audience for this was, who he thought he was making it for. These girls do not... My, oh, my favorite thing about this movie is that the girls have no personalities. There's like one meaner girl than the rest of them and that's it. Yep. 
you know how this movie differentiated a character? It had to make one character be like the nerdy character. So you know what they did? Do you remember what they did? They they gave gave her her fucking glasses. Yeah. In 2017. You make the girl a nerd by giving her glasses. Come on. It's so something that um, I believe Down a Dark Hall, which is something Mm -hmm. you suggested, did really well. And um, the new the new craft, the craft remake, oh, which I still haven't watched. Um, oh boy. This, everything that seance did wrong, that movie did right. Nice. I think uh, you really do need to establish your characters. I don't know. I don't want to say that's an inherently masculine or feminine thing to do, but it just seems <laughs> like, like someone writing for women didn't actually like, there's not anything as a, as a woman watching it. There's nothing I can grab on. There is nothing. There's nobody I can relate to. There's nothing that nothing that I can. The relate main to. character is such a. It's not that she's just a blank. It's that she is actively a blank. Yeah, like they yeah. won't let her explain who she is. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this. I'm like, first of all, how old is this woman supposed to be? Oh, she has a mysterious past. Or no, she doesn't. Is she a ghost? Maybe. No. Just, there is nothing about this. One. I'm like, I, I think I like, the only person I like in this movie is the mean girl. Because at least she has some kind of personality. Yeah, and I agree. And I think that something that's really strange is, I don't I don't know if this is just what, what he does when, with characters. But like, just being a, a, a woman or a girl isn't isn't a, a character thrust it's like uh, yes i am a woman i am a different size what if you're a very pretty size. woman uh, with a very unusual accent that's never explained i just like i want it i really wanted to like it and i'm not sure if this is uh, i think it might have been this movie or maybe something i watched around the same time that made me say if you have younger women on set and and maybe you should talk to them about the dialogue that you wrote, like, like let them jazz it up or let Mm -hmm. them change it so that it sounds more natural coming out of their youthful mouths. Um, I I think no movie has ever been made worse by somebody doing that. Every time I go like, wow, that felt really authentic. I read something where like, Oh yeah, he, he let us just do whatever we want. Or we talked to her a lot about it and came up with our like, yes, because I I'm sorry, but like a 30 something screenwriter is not going to write in a, authentic 16 year old girl even you're also if, even taking if, that these girls were 16 when all I, of these actresses were clearly in their mid 30s but that's not even something that i really that really bothers me i was just watching something and and one of the women appeared very i think she was supposed to be very youthful and then i was like she looks real hot i'm gonna look up how old she is and then she was like 27 and i was like i'm f- i'm honestly i'm fine with that especially if they put them in kind of icky circumstances like, yeah like the person next to them gets their head blown off or something. I don't necessarily want a 15 year old girl. Agreed. But like, yeah, it, sometimes it feels like, who, again, who is this for? And, and it was baffling to me. Like yeah. this isn't a movie for the audience that liked the guest. No. This isn't a movie for the audience that liked down a dark hall. <laughs> like it's, I don't understand what he thought he was doing. I, th- I think he thought he was doing a slow burn yeah. and it has a twist that is mildly interesting. That is like, okay, I guess I didn't quite, exp- I mean, during the movie you kind of do expect that. So it's not really effectively done, but there was something to like on paper, this is an interesting twist, except it also feels a lot like another slasher how they have done their reveals in several sequels 
and I don't want to spoil anything, but again, I'm not recommending this movie. But yeah, it's just not good. And it was shocking. Like, it made me angry because it just really was like, no, this is actively not good in a way that it doesn't have an excuse for. Yeah, I I felt like maybe I was missing something or like I wasn't in the right frame of mind when I watched it. But yeah, yeah I just I don't think you. I liked yeah. it. And also you can't see anything. It's very, it's like visually very dark, which is not fun. It is. I did notice that as yeah. well. And not in like a, like a, oh, this right, what's injury. there? It's like, no, I just can't see. I can't I had the brightness turned all the way up, and I could not mm-hmm. see anything. Yeah. Um, I will say, however, okay, on the same train, on also on Cheddar, another movie that you watched, I know you watched <gasps> it, and you did recommend, and it also involves Simon Barrett, and that was VHS 94. <gasps> I like VHS 94. <laughs> I did, too. I was shocked. Uh, I went into it thinking, well, Christine liked it, but I don't know. It's still a VHS <laughs> movie. It's still going to do it's a lot true. of things wrong. Um, and I don't think it was perfect. And like any anthology, some seconds are better than the others. Yeah. But overall, I'm like, you know, I didn't like the wraparound to me kind of was clumsy. I thought the ending of the wraparound was was messy. Um, but I loved the first story, the, the rat man story. I thought that was like, this is exactly how you start a horror anthology. I think that I'm trying to find it on IMDb, but I'm bad at typing things in. But yes, I agree that that might have been my favorite. Yeah. It was just, it was different. It was not a story I had seen in an anthology before, which is always nice. And it was like, oh, this has a different tone to it. It has a different, a good pace and a great ending. Um, I liked Simon Barrett's. I thought that was fine. That was a funeral home one. I actively disliked that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was a little like, I, I like, look. Every, every everyone who writes has written that story. Yes, and that's so mean. But you're no. It, I think what I liked about it was that it felt like this is a short story. This is an urban legend put into a anthology. This is the kind like it was a good balance for me, especially when like the one after it is the like Iron Man, uh, Tetsuo esque body horror like crazy sci fi yes. one. It. It worked for me, like, with that. I thought, like, in terms of the way all four of them worked together was surprisingly good. Because they were all very different stories, very different tones, very different subjects. Um, But they, like, it somehow still didn't feel disjointed, even though it really was in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, They just, they all, like, I don't know, they, they, none of them overstayed their welcome, uh, the last story I really enjoyed, the vampire one. I thought that was, again, like, okay, I've seen this done before, but you did did it slightly differently, and you made it satisfying and gave me a good ending, so I'm happy. I did like that one, but I still think, I believe it's called Storm Drain. I still think that, that one was, was the probably one. my favorite. Mine yeah. too, mine too, absolutely. Yeah. And that was um, I... the director I did not recognize. I think it was, that was a female director. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and Jennifer Reeder did the wraparound, I believe. And okay. I, I wanted to like the wraparound I more really than wanted I to. did. Because it's but a I good didn't, idea. I didn't dislike it. Yeah, it just it's. I was also like getting excited because I, I love cults. You love cults mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Ooh, okay, this is cool. And I liked like the '94ness of it. Like we had a lot mm-hmm. of cults in '94. Where's this gonna go? Yep. And I get to the ending, I'm like, oh, this feels like it was done filmed really quickly in one take. Because this just isn't working for me. And then it ended. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, mixed bag. But overall, like, probably my favorite VHS movie, I would say. It, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, that's not high praise <laughs> for me. But I enjoyed it still. Um, okay. I can't remember if you watched this one on Shudder. I Blame Society. 
No, I have not watched that. I want you to watch it. You should watch it. Oh, okay. This is the um, pseudo. It's it's a documentary. It's it's uh, the filmmaker is the star, and she is um, filming herself. She was a film student, and uh, she is now like in her late twenties and is still trying to get movies made and can't and is in L.A. and life sucks and all that. So she. Um, she remembers something uh, her friend said once, which is, you would make a really good serial serial killer. Um, and so she decides, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to film myself as a serial killer, and, and let's go. And it is, it could go really wrong. I wonder how you'd feel about it. Most people I know, I think, seem to like it. She's great. Um, mm-hmm. She is very, just kooky, and, um, like, I would... Uh, not compare it to what was the um airbnb horror movie recently oh superhost Superhost. reminded me a little bit of that in some vibes of just like a similar performance of somebody that an actress i've never seen before but just who like clearly is just game and going for it um it it's like i do at one point i'm like this is a little mean but it's not because it kind of feels very clear-headed in a certain way mm-hmm. um i enjoyed it i think you would i don't know you, I, you'll either really like it or really not like it but I, I would recommend it i will i will check it out because you recommend it i didn't realize that that's what it was about mm-hmm. i don't think yeah the, the, the title kind of put me off because it seemed a little self-aware and yep. i thought like oh this could either go really bad or be okay and i don't want to yeah, I and it, like I think what, what I liked about it most is that it's a really it, it is a it's a black comedy horror, <laughs> and it does that really well in a very unusual way, where you like you're you're not like fully laughing at it. You're kind of like tilting your head and thinking like this is fucked up. Oh, that oh 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 like it's a I don't know. I had like a really unusual experience watching it i think in terms of what it does tonally so i would i would recommend it i want to hear what you think of it oh that reminds me of another movie that i think we're gonna talk about oh uh is it a horror movie yes then tell me what it is no well you could oh. you're doing your list well, i mean we're both doing our list i'm just doing the shutter list is it on shutter no okay so we'll we'll get to it when we get to the <laughs> other uh stream sites uh okay on shutter i have just a handful more um, Virus 32, which is, I think, oh, in our... Did you, what did you think of it? Um, <laughs> every day is like, like a <laughs> rediscovery for me. You remembered oh. that you watched it. That's step one. That is step one. I gave it two and a half stars. So I, I don't, I, as you know, you can't trust my star ratings <laughs> at any given time. Um, but I think it was just fine. Yeah. I will say I don't really remember a lot of it. And I, I watched it about a month ago, but I don't really remember a lot. It, um, I would probably, it was two and a half out of five. Yeah. I, I might have dipped into three, but I wouldn't, but it would have been like a cautious three for me. It's fine. It's a zombie movie, I guess. It, I mean, like there's a twist to the zombies, right? Where it's like, oh, for 32 seconds, they're, they don't move. But like that doesn't really make sense the way the movie like the movie has a gimmick, yeah. but it doesn't really use it consistently. So it's not uh, um, these. There were like two things about it, like the the music was so twenty eight days, twenty eight weeks later. Yeah, that yeah, it was I distracting. Um, and set so, like the the opening scene or like the opening credits, however it was, was very Dawn of the Dead 04. 
and that was just <gasps> yes right for for real yeah 100 percent. because i remember saying oh, wish i was i must have said a hundred times that i wish i was watching other zombie movies yeah i think i remember watching this now. yeah like <laughs> it it it's not terrible the lead actress i liked a lot uh it it, it like it has a cool setting um yeah. but it just like there are so many movies that have been made better and the movie actively tells you to think about them by directly referencing it with its style so yep um, all right, and then two older ones on Shutter that I watched. One is a uh, Canadian deliverance knockoff of sorts, but I really enjoyed it, and that was Rituals. Oh, I don't think with I Hal Holbrook. No. Oh, cool. It's good. You should watch it. I think you'd like yeah. it. A uh, bunch of guys who are all doc- surgeons, or like they could have been surgeons, whatever it was, like they're friends from med school. Um, they always do like a wilderness trip, and this time they're hiking up in the forests of, I think, Canada. And, of course, something goes wrong. Uh, It is, there are hints of deliverance, and I'm sure it was made quickly after that, but it's really good. And it's, the the dynamic between the men is really interesting. It doesn't go for easy things that you think it would do. Um, It's, it's worth a watch, especially if you like, like, those kind of, like, Southern Comfort and those kinds of movies. This is definitely one you should watch. Yeah, so you keep saying, you said Southern Comfort and you said deliverance. So I... I was gonna ask: Is this like survival horror, or is it like, or is it like, um, like uh, the the Earth is attacking me? No, or... <laughs> no, it's it is a person from the Earth is attacking. Oh, interesting. So, like, yeah. you would say maybe more like Wolf Creek than like frogs. <laughs> yes, there. This is not frogs. Yes, okay. I mean there. There's a bear trap. Uh, I, I always wonder because when you put things outside, I feel like you've given me, I can potentially be in like four different genres. Yeah. I could be in like me versus the wilderness. I can be in like me versus a person in the wilderness, or we could go full folk horror or mm-hmm. like weird pagan stuff. Like, I don't know, but okay, cool. I'm into it. I yeah. like outside stuff. Yeah. And this is the, the outdoorsiness of it is, is done well. Like, it feels like they definitely were, like, dropped in the middle of nowhere and kind of, like, filmed, uh, you know, all the equipment was getting wet, all that. Cool. Yeah, give it a go. (laughs) It's on Shudder. Okay. All right. And then my last Shudder watch. um, Oh, I wonder if you've seen this. Um, I think this was 1971, maybe, somewhere around there. The Witch Who Came from the Sea. Mm, No. Okay. (laughs) I mean, airplane noise. (laughs) <laughs> you should have made a boat noise because it's I was, the ocean. I was very positive I hadn't, and then I started to second guess myself. Mm. I'm gonna look it up on IMDb while you talk. Okay, um, you. I feel like you know. So, what's really interesting about this movie, and it's it, it's worth a watch. It is strange. It is messy, but really different. It is a a woman who clearly has, um, you know, clearly has issues of different sorts, and. She has this very strong, very strong feelings about men and what it means to be a real man. And um, she also might be a witch who's killing men or maybe isn't. Um, she most definitely was abused by her father and uh, but yet has put her father on a pedestal and tells her nephews that her father was the greatest man in the world. And he was a sea captain and those are the best men and all of that. Um, it is really hard to describe this movie. It's very unusual. I think what's really interesting to me... Did you watch Glow? I can't remember if you watched Glow. The first season. Okay. Um, in Glow... So I'm starting to look at, like, okay, what do I know about this movie? Who made it? I look at the guy who directed it, and then I look at his IMDb credentials, and he 
was the co-creator of Glow, the actual series from the 80s. And I realized, oh, the director of this movie is who Mark Maron is based on in Glow. That's wild. Really? Yeah, definitely. That's so cool. Glow was, it was, I mean, I I forget the guy's name now, but it was a, you know, a, a TV. I watched it back in the day. It was a TV show that aired wherever it aired. And it, the guy running it was a B-movie director and who ended up falling into wrestling, and that's what he made. And in Glow, the Netflix series, um, in the second or third season, they go much more into Mark Marin as a film director in that, because mm-hmm. you see him, like, making a new movie and all of that. And the way they talk about his movies, like, as, like, oh, yeah, like, they were shit, but maybe they were smart. And watching this, you're like, oh, this is totally that movie. Like, it's really neat when you look at it through that context. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised this never came up, like, in the magazine or anything. Because I it feel did. like it, it must have, right? Because I have seen it. Okay. I had, to, I had to, I almost was positive. I think this is one of the movies that, re- I watched this a long time ago. <laughs> this is one of the movies that really got me, like, going on, like, seaside horror. Oh, and, like, yeah. Seaside town horror. Yep. I love when there's, like like a couple people in a town mm-hmm. it's like and they all drink season. at the same bar and you can like feel the sand coming off of them fully a sucker for it but yeah. I, and i do remember it being kind of like maybe a little subversive and like feminist but yeah. like oh, definitely. also also maybe not maybe it was just like weird and mean but again i have not seen it in forever you said it's on shutter it's on shutter yeah oh, i think it's it one of those movies that you can take a lot of different ways Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what the director or the writer, I think, who's not the glow guy, the, the um, director was the glow guy. The writer was married to the lead actress, Minnie, uh, I forget her name. She was Anne Frank in the Anne Frank movie. Like, she oh. she was an actual actress. And he wrote, I think he wrote it, like, because she, like, c- couldn't get work. And so he wrote, he wanted to write something for her. It feels like it definitely, I mean, it is about abuse. It is about a woman who has kind of rewritten the man who was abusing her as this, you know, this hero. It is all about how she sees men. And the movie is very aware of it. She has a sister who in the entire movie is saying the opposite and saying, no, our dad was a drunk and an abuser and all of this. So it actually, I feel like it's really ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the one thing that really did bother me that my, I would put out there as a, as a warning. There are flashbacks to her abuse and they are not filmed in a way that is easily like i don't know most times when movies are like showing abuse it's very like you can very clearly realize like oh no they weren't on the on set the same time or but like the abuse in this movie is graphic and it's a Mm. little like uncomfortable because it's a and i think like the actress the actress who was playing her as a kid was like somebody's daughter on the film so i'm sure it was very supervised i'm sure it was fine but it was one thing about the movie that i would give as a warning is if like, you don't want to see children sexually abused. Not the best movie to watch. Mm, I think I vaguely remember that, too. Yeah. But it is, as a movie about abuse, it's, it's fascinating. So uh, I would recommend it. But with that caveat. Mm, I, I think Past Me might have recommended it, too. Mm, I, don't, nice. I don't remember enough about it. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all my shutters. Did you have any shutters? I, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Do you want to just keep going and, sh- and you'll when you find the shutter I'll, you'll i'll just yell if, if okay all right I'll, I'll be right here i'll hear it i'll hear you oh, yeah yeah okay <laughs> all right so i'll move over to um okay i had one canopy movie i know you must this is such a christine movie you must oh, have what? seen the box the richard oh, like e kelly the, the box with cameron of, diaz of course I of course did. we have you I'll know pro- what yeah 
I don't think it's that bad. I don't need, you know, okay. <laughs> the box is not a good movie, but is the box an interesting movie? Yeah. Is yes. the box boring? No. No. Is the box like anything else that came out in 2008? Nope. No. So Gillian Jacobs is in it, right? She is, baby Gillian her, Jacobs. Her subplot, I'm doing air quotes, because if I recall, it's not really There's like a, a million subplots and none of them matter. It's just like <laughs> a thing that happens. Yes. The thing that happens around her is my favorite thing in the movie. Mm. And I I wish it was the whole, I wish it was more. I, there yeah. there are ideas in this movie in visuals. Now, he he's such a visual guy. Yeah. Like there's these visual things that you want to latch onto and you want to love. But he the just can't. The wallpaper in this movie, Christine, my gosh. He can't stick the landing on like a big idea. You he, know what I mean? He needs a co-writer or he yeah. needs somebody to sit there with him and like be a dramaturg and go through. Why do we need this subplot? Are you sure that we're mm-hmm. going to talk about NASA but not talk about NASA? Um, yeah. Because it's the same thing with um, uh, Southland Tales, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, that's what it's called. He has right? a lot of ideas. <laughs> you just and the difference, I think, because I think feel like you could compare, like you could say the same about David Lynch, right? Yeah. Every David Lynch movie or show has a million subplots that don't go anywhere mm-hmm. that might feel unsatisfying. Except the difference is this: it they, I don't know. I guess they're so much more skillfully done that they emotionally resonate even if you're not if you're left unsatisfied not knowing something you want to know something whereas with Richard E. Kelly films you're like I get I don't I get whatever okay it's fine I'll just watch something else now like it doesn't actually linger with you the same way David Lynch does yeah you're right I think it's because I think like kind of what you just said it's exactly right he just uh Kelly just like kind of pulls his ideas and tries to form them into his story whether yeah. they all fit or not and and there is an emotional push even if it's not something that is clearly you know oh this is not clearly relating to this thing that Laura Dern's character is doing but also it feels the same because it also gives you a sense of something something you know yeah the, because it's building a certain mood yep yeah and yep. the box feels very much like oh no th- there is a story here there is a very simple story there is a simple story to where clearly he had to flesh a lot of other things out to fill up two hours of screen time. And then you're like, no, but you didn't have to fill up two hours. This could have been an 80 minute movie and it probably could have been pretty good. Yeah. And it's not good, but it was watchable. And I, I had no idea where it was going, even though I kind of figured I knew where it was going, Yeah. but it goes, there's all these crazy things happening. There's crazy random people that show up. I enjoyed it. It's not good, but I had a good time. Yes, I agree. If I think there are worse ways you could spend completely two hours, yes. Yeah. Um, on the note, so here was one. I was so excited. So uh, this, the next movie was on, I think, both Canopy and Hulu, and I had like a night, to, rare night to myself, where it was like, oh, I got home from work, and Brandon's out, and it's early, and I can watch a movie. Like, I can sit down and turn on a moody movie that I've been saving. To when I could, for when I could watch it all the way through, right? And I know I have like a growing list of those. And that's why I always ask, like, oh, do I need to watch it all at once? And this was one that seemed like I should. Uh, it's a director I really used to like, and I have not liked his last couple of things that much. But this sounded so up my alley, Christine. I wanted this one. Ben Wheatley's In the Earth. Oh. Did you know Ben Wheatley made a movie last year? Because I didn't. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you just heard me uh, realize Discover it, yeah. Um, It is a COVID movie. 
Like it was definitely like it's it's it. They don't say COVID, but it starts with like people wearing masks and kind of you know all of that. Uh, it is I don't know like a scientist has been somewhere in the woods studying something and nobody's heard from her. So another scientist is going to go and find her, and he has to have a like forest ranger go with him to do this. And along the way, they get injured, and then there's a crazy guy in the woods who might be helping them or might be trying to kill them. And all of this sounds like it could be good. Um, It also very quickly, at one point, they drink tea that's poisoned, and there are mushrooms involved. And I'm like, didn't I see this movie before? Am I... It. So it feels like it it is... um, I think he has something to say. I think this is a bit about environmentalism and about us Mm -hmm. destroying the earth, but it's also not that interesting and keeps leading you on with, Oh, something cool is going to happen. And instead at a certain point, like the movie before the movie starts, it gives you like a strobe light warning, which I think a field in England did too. Um, And I'm like, okay, good. I'll turn the lights out. This is going to be kind of that kind of movie. And then I get to that part. And I remember like that thing. And I don't know if you have this feeling too, of like I, I don't think I don't think filmmakers or artists in general can ever make drugs as interesting to viewers as it is to them. Um because there's a whole yeah. drug sequence and you know what? It was boring as hell to me. It was very rarely does it work, I think. Yeah. It's a it's a feat of strength, I think. Yeah, so there was, like, just that. Like, there's just, yeah. like, oh, great, strobe lights, mushrooms, cool. Okay, what's going on? Is the movie over yet? I don't know. I, I was I was disappointed. I'm really disappointed. I, so, uh, big fan. Um, <laughs> I really liked Free Fire. Me too. I, I did. I, like, I, I liked it. And then he did Rebecca, which was, like, one of my most highly anticipated things and then I can't look at Army Hammer without wanting to vomit so I never saw it um if it makes you feel better I have not heard any good word on Rebecca everything I have heard is I guess this is the movie Ben Wheatley did in order to make the next movie he wanted to make like that it felt very that um and I have not watched it just because I heard nothing good about it yeah. uh that it seemed like a for hire movie which is fine and many directors have have done that successfully or not successfully but the shame is like wait did he make rebecca to make in the earth because in the earth is not very interesting i I don't know the shame to me is that i feel like i loved his first three or four movies i loved down terrace i loved uh kill list and and sightseers i i liked free fire a lot I did not really... I thought High Rise was just a missed opportunity. I feel that England left me kind of blah. And it it feels like a downward trajectory just for me personally. And I don't know if that's necessarily quality or just... I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't feel like I've moved away from his wavelength. And that makes me sad. (laughs) For sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to cough right in the mic. For High Rise and a field in England... (laughs) No, it made an annoying noise. For um, High Rise and a field in England, I feel like those were like perform like there i'm there for the performances mm-hmm. which is not i think that maybe that's not 
I don't I don't like that being the default. I'm not a oh we're gonna dick around for some good performances kind of person. I like I like tight stories. I like things that move. I like yeah. things that have a point. But and I don't know that I felt that way watching High Rise. But I think of High Rise fondly very often <laughs> because of how like good everybody was and how weird it was. And I'm just scrolling through the cast. Man, that Luke Evans. Oof. Yeah. We're going to get to him later. <laughs> but um, Just but, you wait, Luke. We haven't but, forgotten you. But like, yeah. And, and I see if, if you do go look through, uh, Amy Jump's name is attached to quite a few Ben Wheatley prada- projects. I did not see Amy Jump's name attached to this one you're speaking no. of. I, I don't think she was attached to the last few. So I, I don't know if... I believe that I, I... I don't know enough and I don't ever see her like on her doing... Uh, independent of him, I have not seen her name come up in credits. Um, but sometimes I really do think, like, is it really one of those things where she's the voice that I actually like in his work, and when she's not there, it does leave me a little colder. Very I I wonder that as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm, well. Oh well. I don't know now. I'm now that I know it exists, I kind of want to watch it. But so it sounds like I'm not going to like it. I don't know. Maybe you, you very well might. Um, it's a good cast. I forget the, uh, like uh, all of the actors you would re- recognize. One guy is always in Ben Wheatley stuff. He was in mm-hmm. Field in England, playing essentially the same character. Um, the two, like one of the guys was in Game of Thrones, and he's like he's very handsome, and he's an interesting presence and the other um lead like the forest ranger character she's great um i saw her in something i can't remember what it was but like the performances are good it just i don't know and maybe you'll like it more than me so give it a try Uh, it's a movie i don't recommend give it a try (laughs) okay i have one that i recommend on hulu that i've really enjoyed and again we know that i like dumb horror shit i like dumb horror shit done well and done interestingly and this was one that it's a concept i'm always for which is reality show horror where a bunch of like influencers and that kind of famous people are sign up for a reality show that they don't realize is actually trying to kill them. This was called Funhouse, or I think it was Funhouse, not The Funhouse. No, it's not The Funhouse. Uh, on Hulu, this is basically Big Brother, but um, like when they lose a challenge or when they don't get like enough votes, then they get like brutally murdered. I really like this movie. Oh, it sounds very much like something I would like. I didn't, yeah. one, I haven't heard of this. Um, I had neither. I only saw this because it kept like, would kind of show up in a You Might Like on, on Hulu. I thought you were going to talk about a different Hulu movie. No, I'm talking about this one. I okay. want you to watch this. Okay. It, so here's the thing. It okay, is, um, again, it's another genre I like, which is really hot people dying. And I, I, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, like, give me pretty people and then kill them terribly. What this movie does, though, is it manages to make these, like, terrible, at first terrible people, it gives them all layers. Um, one of the, one of the actors is, uh, the, what's her name? I, oh, Gigi something. She is a, um... Actress and also director. She directed. Uh, oh, Gigi Saul Guevara. Thank you. Yes, she directed I, the best of the um, Hulu uh, Into the yeah. Dark series movies. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was a July Fourth one. Uh, she, she's in it. She has a small part, but um, she's fine in it. But like, there's um, like one character who is a sort of like the tough guy, box or uh, MMA fighter. I'm I'm gonna say I might have teared up at his uh, big finale 
scene because it's actually really like it it lets these actors and these characters introduce themselves as your typical awful reality show um fodder and then lets them talk to each other in ways that like pulls out the fact that they are all human beings and i was wildly impressed with this movie really enjoyed it that definitely sounds like something i would enjoy i want you to give it a try um i after this i looked up because he had one other movie that was on hulu called the evil in us and again i can't remember this director's name um but the this was his like first movie i think i did not like this one nearly as much uh the director's name is it's like something very um uh, where is it jason william lee uh, so the evil in us was a kind of zombie, not zombie, eh, kind of zombie, sort of rage zombie type thing. Mm-hmm. Very low budget. You could tell that like, oh, that's definitely a set he just used a scene before and redressed it. Um, yeah. Not as good, uh, but as a probably first movie or like second movie, it, it's fine. Um, not one I would recommend seeking out, but I was curious to see and i don't know what else he's been doing after that funhouse was 2019 um but yeah i would just really recommend this as a a good dumb violent attractive people dying but with a little bit of heart movie love it yeah uh and then the last uh hulu movie i have on there and then i have two more after that uh on hulu i finally watched censor Oh, I still haven't seen that. Oh, I, I would like you to watch it. It's, it's, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it, I don't know how satisfied I was by it. I am definitely intrigued to see more from this filmmaker. Um, it was, it was different. Um, I, I didn't fully love it, but I, I really was like, okay, I, this this is interesting. I don't know that I loved it, but I didn't. It didn't bother me watching it. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a recommend. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then okay, two more. Um, one I think this was an HBO watch. I feel like you must have seen this. The whitest movie about indigenous people that ever there was. Oh, Antlers. Did you watch I Antlers? Hated it. I absolutely oh, despised man. it. Man, um, this is highly disappointing um first of all i'm gonna say i watched this movie and i'm watching it i'm like i thought this was like a joe hill movie because i thought this was horns i thought horns and antlers were the same movie i just didn't realize they're different things um but but then i was like oh no okay cool this is a story i'm interested in this is really boring and dark and um it was actively like aggressively depressing i think is what i would refer to it as Mm. Right, like, I, sad town, everybody's sad, sad boy. It was comically maudlin yes. to me. Yeah. I gave it one star out Oof. of five. Um, I found it aggravating. Um, yeah. Not The story wasn't good. I don't, it has a 2.88 on Letterboxd. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, you have Carrie Russell, you have Jesse Plemons. Like, yeah. What what excuse? What excuse? But I, and even people who are like the monster looks good. Does it? Does it look good? When you could I actually see it, like it was an interesting design, and I think people were just so excited that it used practical effects for the design of it. That's a good point. I think some people conflate those things as like, oh, it's inherently good. Yeah. I mean, somebody needs to know how to film it and put it in a movie that's not awful. 
Yes. It completely. It was very dull. Everybody was so depressing. And like you can you can get away with that if you have a good payoff, but it doesn't really. And the other thing about this movie was just how ridiculously white it was and then it really felt like at a certain point they realized oh shit we don't have any indigenous people in this movie and it's all about indigenous culture uh how much money do we have left in the budget let's give it all to graham green call him he'll do this because he shows up for one scene and like you could see him in the scene like seething underneath like really i have to deliver this fucking shit again in one of these movies because it is so trite it is every movie you have ever seen about a curse and it's like embarrassing to have to watch him do it but i hope he got yeah. paid a lot of money for it i it really i don't i i felt like there was a little bit of a hype machine around this one and People, i was, I, com- was it because it was coming out in theaters off. i don't know maybe i was gonna completely write it off because i remember i i'm look i might be lying but i'm pretty sure i saw this trailer before I stopped going to the movie theater. Like, oh, this I, no, this was supposed to be like twenty. Like this was delayed, and then COVID happened, so then it was delayed again. That kind of thing. Yeah. So I think I saw the trailer, not really knowing much about it, back during normal times, and was like, "Oh no," because like <laughs> because I could see what it was, yeah. but yet it what it wasn't, and I was like, "I think I'm just gonna spare myself the agitation of watching this." But then I really feel like there were some people. I guess I should have paid attention to Some who they were really liked it. Yeah. and what their motivation was for liking it. But because then I saw it and it was literally worse than I expected. It, I had heard enough that, that I was excited to watch it. Like mm. I had heard a few things that were like, Oh no, this is actually kind of scary or like this does some cool things. So I was excited when I saw that it was on HBO. So I'm like, oh, okay, good. I'm gonna, and I was one of those like, oh, this morning before work, I'm gonna start watching Antlers, and I did. And then the next morning, I'm like, oh, great, now I have to finish watching <laughs> Antlers. <laughs> now my whole day will be ruined. okay. Great, I get to wake up to this shit now. But yeah, just like I don't know how many sad meth baby boys do we have to watch die? Like it just, it was just a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. All right, my, my last movie in the horror genre uh, is one that, um, honestly, I enjoyed far more than Antlers, and that would be a Tubi original uh, mm. produced by The Asylum, and that is, of course, Titanic 666. Oh, boy. Um, I'm pretty sure I've scrolled by this because I am a Tubi fan, mm-hmm. um, but I have not watched <laughs> So here's the thing about Titanic 666. Um it okay so i mean it, it i guess it might be a sequel to titanic 2 but i'm not sure because i never saw titanic 2 which was an asylum version of titanic mm-hmm. uh which is brilliant because hey nobody owns the word titanic you can just add numbers after it and it's true you know you own it and um it so first so um i feel like i need to publicly say that when I was in 11th grade, we had to make a movie for our history class, and we made one about zombies of American history coming back to kill teenagers. Why? Because a bunch of teenagers were playing with ancient American artifacts and pissed off ghosts. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what happens in Titanic 666. Um, they stole the plot of Zombies Ate My Classmates, um, filmed in 1999. But anyway, in this movie, they are sailing on the Titanic 3. And it has a lot of uh, relics and artifacts from the Titanic. But, like, also, it's a cruise, there's influencers, everybody's, like, drinking and dancing, and it's fun. And um, 
so it's like the great great granddaughter of the captain of the titanic is on board and she's a demon or like sacrifices something to become a demon something like that anyway ghost on the titanic the problem with this movie is that it has one asset and that asset is annalyn mccord who you might remember from beverly hills 90210 the the, the rebuke thingy uh-huh uh-huh. You might remember her. I do, I do know who she is. You might remember her. She's worth it. <laughs> from a whole lot of uh, Christmas movies. She, she's often in the stable. Or more recently, you might remember her as the woman who read a poem um, on Instagram about how if she was Vladimir Putin's mother, we wouldn't have war. Do you remember this? Were you aware of this whole thing that went on? I might have been aware of it. Yeah, she she wrote a poem. It was, you know, I think well-intentioned. And the whole point was that um, maybe Vladimir Putin didn't have a a nice mommy and that's why he's um, killing people. I don't know. So all of that, just put all of that aside for a moment. Because Adeline McCord in this movie is fantastic. She is so great. She is playing an influencer who does the thing where, like, she can talk to a camera one way and then immediately talk to her husband the other way and then talk to somebody else a different way. And it's like within one scene and you're watching it, you're like, this woman actually knows how to act. She is giving Mm -hmm. a performance in this movie. And spoiler alert, she dies like 10 minutes into it. And then we're left without Annalyn McCord and nobody else is interesting in this movie. And so it is kind of disappointing. That's a bummer. It really is. Yeah. Um, still, if you're, if you're if you're only gonna watch one movie about um a haunted Titanic, then I guess this is the one you do. Uh, I mean, you could always just watch Ghost Ship, but I understand that's not a haunted yeah, you Titanic. Know, I mean, yeah, the CGI might be. I don't know which one would have better CGI. Actually, that's a toss up. <laughs> all right, those are all my horror. So tell me what else you've got in the horror genre. In the horror genre, um. Well, I'm looking. I will count this as horror. Uh, I I finally watched Communion. I have never seen Communion. It is a hundred times stranger than you would ever think it was. It is the wildest, weirdest thing. I did not realize that the story was based on like an autobiography of yeah <laughs> of the per- like so christopher walken is playing the the man who wrote who... the book about what happened to him and is he so i i read a book i didn't read communion but i read a book that was co-written by the guy who wrote communion and it was a book about like imagining a nuclear apocalypse and one of the writers was like all about um I can't remember if it was catholicism or a different form of christianity was he, is it really christian <laughs> is my question I mean, it is called communion. Um, oh, yeah. So, like, I guess, yes. I don't know. I don't know if that's something I really notice. Hmm. Okay. Just curious. Um, but it's weird. It's aggressively strange, and you will not know what's going to happen at any given time. Huh. It's also deeply unsettling. Interesting. You you have me intrigued. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect, <clears throat> and it, it is... I, it is very good. I think a lot of people wouldn't like it, but mm. I don't think that that means that it's not good. It's just very odd. Where did you watch it? Is it streaming somewhere? Oh, we might have watched it for free somewhere. I don't remember. I think it's like a canopy or something. Or Maybe. I, I recently got re-access to my canopy, so there good. could be a couple strange things on here that I don't know where I found them. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, canopy or Tubi. Canopy Let's or see. Tubi. Tubi's great. People should be checking it if they're not. Communion um, is no Apple TV. Oh yeah, Tubi. Tubi. 
Cool, yeah. So, what? Tubi, everybody. Um, boy, I, I think this was on Shutter, but I don't remember, and I'm sorry. Uh, Home with a View of the Monster. I have not heard of this. I gave it two and a half stars, so Neal. I think I that made me feel like middly. But I think that um, it it's not as tight as it could be, and its budget shows a little bit more than I like. Okay. But it's but it's kind of like a it's it's got an Airbnb uh, subplot or mm-hmm. like like entry point. Don't we all it. these days? I I kind of love that though. I really like like the re the integration of like something that's. Yeah. become common or has been common in a lot of people's well, lives. And it makes so much sense because it's such an, an easy way to establish, oh, we're in a location that we don't know, so we don't know the neighbors, and we, we're probably pretty mm-hmm. remote. And it automatically throws your characters off a little yep. bit, so it justifies some bad decisions they might make. So it makes sense. Yeah, so there's a lot of intrigue in this, and like the house haunted, and like, people maybe being not in control of their actions there's a lot of cool stuff but it's not as refined as it could be i guess but i think that if someone's scrolling past it and they remember that i said that name and they're at all interested they should watch it good to know um horror let me see um we already talked about choose or die Mm -hmm. i I rewatched overlord oh overlord is the world war Two with Wyatt Russell. Yes. Yes, I like that one. I liked it a lot too, and it holds up to rewatch. It's nice. just as emotional and gross and yeah. fun and weird. Um, I watched X, a movie that I was terrified to watch, but X. I did watch like it. the letter the, X, the Ty West movie that everybody. Oh, it, okay. I have not yet because I'm waiting for that to become uh, on something I already pay for. What did you think of it? People, some people really love it. I didn't really love it, ah. but like, like it didn't change my life. I didn't have an experience with it. And I think what's really, I think what we'll find out this episode is that I'm not having a reaction to very many movies. Mm. Um, and I don't know what's going on. It could just be that I'm very, very old. And I don't mean that in like a disparaging <laughs> way. It's just, I've like been watching movies almost my entire life and I've seen a lot and it takes a lot for me to have a reaction. But yet you had a reaction to, com- to communion. I did definitely yeah. have a reaction. To so community. perhaps it is more, maybe, are you finding older movies more? Yes. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, but I gave it four stars. Uh, mm, okay. Um, I I liked it, but it didn't, it didn't speak to me. Got and it. I understood what it was doing. And it does deal with, they go and they film like porn. Yeah. And, and it's not mean and it's not judgy Good. not cruel so like thank you Ty <laughs> it's not about not... like people who like it's their last resort and they hate their lives it's not about trying to get out of the industry no, i thought that's what every porn story is supposed to be christine and britney britney snow, I love britney snow is just like you know how i feel about her she's the best and she's so good but there's so there's a lot to like but like it didn't like it didn't didn't change my life Got and it. i didn't expect it to so it's not it's not like i was sad or anything <laughs> Um, I, what is this movie? I don't remember it, so I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> it's a movie from 2022 called So So Cold the River from this year. Huh. I don't remember a thing about it, so clearly it didn't Fascinating. hit. Um, I rewatched, this is a rewatch, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. 
I have never seen I, it. I because I realized recently I have never read a single Jane Austen book. <laughs> this is I, I. This is actually tremendous. Um, I am a really big fan of action horror. Is what mm-hmm. I'm going to start okay. broadly calling it. Um, Sam Riley is in it as well. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and I'm I'm big big fan of that cute little nerd. Um, it's a good cast. It's fun. The effects are good. It's clever. If you like Pride and Prejudice, it's fun to see how they integrate the horror elements into that story. See, I think it's m- more successful than Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Do I need to read or watch Pride and Prejudice? Because I never have. I either. don't think you do, but it definitely gives you more of an appreciation mm-hmm. yeah. for how clever they do certain character mm. choices and, and turns. Yeah, it's just a weird blind spot for me. I Somehow I managed to be an English major and I never had to read any Jane Austen or any Bronte. Yeah, I, I did it by choice. Yeah. I, the the Pride and Prejudice with um, Keira Knightley. Yep, is absolutely. Well, that's Joe Wright too. So I well yeah, it's so good. And Michael McFadden, right? That's his name. I don't know anything anymore. Sure. Um, that movie is great. So if you wanted an entry point, watch that one, and then then you might get some of the gags. Not that you have to get a gag, but it. I think no, but it seems a, like something that you would appreciate more if you have an underlying understanding of Jane Austen and such. And I think because it is based on, like, a book that did it, the book wanted to make sure some story elements actually integrated into each other. Mm, okay. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Um, you want to talk about a movie that changed my life? I do. This, this might be on Shudder. <clears throat> it's called Dead and Buried from 1981. <gasps> oh, nice. Yeah, that's a... What's his name? Oh wait, it's confusing who it is, right? Who it's like oh, it's directed by It says it's directed by um Gary Sherman. Yes, who did um who I think is a very interesting director. He did Lisa and I know Jason out there is like Lisa because he likes Lisa. Uh <laughs> and he did um Poltergeist 3. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I for second i was like which one's poltergeist it took me a second i got there though um this movie was fucking phenomenal i I think i gave it five stars it's Um, very good yeah it's again what did we just talk about about like tourists and like small town and locals i love that that shit stuff it's so and it's weird yeah aggressively weird Mm -hmm. you know what i think i just like weird movies makes sense if I Nothing can't figure that? out what you're doing, <laughs> if I if I know I'm missing something, then I think you're doing it right. Uh, kind of. It's been a um, while since I watched that. I should rewatch it. You should rewatch yeah. it. I I was floored by it. I really liked it. It almost, if memory serves, I remember when I watched Messiah of Evil, thinking this mm. vaguely reminds me of Dead and Buried somehow. But I don't know so if I was much... right about that because it's been a no, while. You're completely. It's but it's that yeah. same thing about about um... Seaside Town. Yeah. And... Yeah. And last time we talked about just random movies, I mentioned Off Season, which I don't think is that great. It's right. a newer movie, but it does that shit. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love yep. it. Sucker. Um, what else? So this is a movie that I know that I had seen, and I was like, I think I saw that. <laughs> I, I basically forgot a huge portion of this movie. It's called Doc- Don't Knock Twice from 2016, and it's got Katie Sackhoff in it. 
I, this sounds familiar. I, I definitely have not seen this, but I remember it. Don't knock. Toy Katie Saka. Oh, and Lucy Boyton. Yeah, I kept getting it confused with a different movie. With Knock Knock? Um, <laughs> the Other Side of the Door is the movie that oh, I kept getting it confused Another movie with, I did not see. Which is not good. But this movie is good, and I think I saw them all around the same time, and I kind of rewrote elements of the, mm. them over each other. Okay. But um, rewatched this, and this one is really good. I really liked it. It's mm. weird and creepy and, and handles like a mother-daughter relationship really well. Interesting. Uh, all right. I will I will try to find it. And and then I watched Popcorn today. Popcorn! Which is on Shutter, which um, I've never seen. So Popcorn was one that I used to watch on VHS all the time. We didn't own it, but I remember renting it like more than once from the video store. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was just a fun movie about movies at a time when people weren't <laughs> really making the movies like that. Yep. Um, it, it kind of taught me, like, I don't know that it taught me about 50s movies, but it was like an education on like, oh, this is what they did in the 50s. Definitely. I could see that for yeah. sure. It's, it's, I'm shocked at how good it was. I know people rep it, but people rep weird things. Yeah. Um, I was shocked at how good it was. I was shocked at how weird it was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it fits into so many little little fun subgenres that I like, which is like movies about movies, yeah. movies with movies in them, movies in movie theaters. Like I kept thinking of other like matinee and and that demons movie that's in a movie theater. I kept thinking of other things, but like in a pleasant way. Nice uh, movies where what is that actress's name? I'm trying to find it quickly. Movies where there was this actress who was in. Um, she's also in Nightmare 5, where Kelly Jo Mittner, that's her, oh, movies so where Kelly Jo Mitt horror movies where Kelly Jo Mittner does not die, despite being an actress of color in slashers. She is in at least three slashers. She's in Popcorn, she's in Nightmare 5, and she's in um, People Under the Stairs. If, I mean, oh, yeah, she yeah. is. She lives in all of them. It, it, I, it was, it was also, yeah, you're right, there's like, some people die and some people don't and i think yeah. it's interesting that she's it like the anti like, sean bean it wasn't like a clean sweep as yep. far as like body count goes and like there was it wasn't i don't know i really liked it there were a lot of things about it that i liked it was it has a good too. twist it has a good reveal yep. Um, yep which i still remember even though it's it's probably been how old am i i'm 40 it's probably been 28 years since i've watched that movie um but i watched it enough to where certain things are really imprinted on my mind uh, I can still, I remember winning a bet with my brother because we used to argue about, um, there's a song that plays during the montage of them rebuilding the theater Yep. <laughs> and it's Saturday night at the movies. Who cares what picture you see? It, it absolutely is. I just watched it this afternoon. And my brother was convinced it was, it doesn't matter what picture you see. He, I'm like, no, that's too many words. It's who cares? And we fought about it. And then I think we were like rented the movie just to settle that bet. Um, and I won and I, he probably still owes me money, actually. Absolutely, one interest. I am a millionaire today. Man, now I'm gonna. I gotta watch popcorn. It's been too long. It's on Shutter. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. You should. Um, my last horror movie that I want to bother to talk about. You didn't mention it, so I'm wondering if it's not a horror movie. Oh. But I know that you watched this. What did um, I watch? It's, it's on Hulu, and it's called Fresh. Is this not a horror? Oh no, Fresh is. Remember, I talked about Fresh last time, but I didn't want. Yes, I 
asked you, I'm like, did you see Fresh? And you didn't. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not going to okay, say anything. Okay. I just want you to see the movie and then we'll talk about it. So now okay. we can talk about it. Oh, I didn't realize. I, I, I thought I forgot yeah. that you had said that. You that might be why I watched it. Yes, but I like, oh, I can't. Oh, I have such an influence. Yeah, because I wanted you to watch it, and I did not want to say anything because I really liked it, but I did not want to sway you, and I did not want to put like it's a movie. I think that movie works best when you know very mm-hmm. little about it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though a lot of it, I think, is pretty obvious just from nope. like the poster. Uh, nope. Oh, nice. nice. No fucking clue. Almost ah. shut it off three ah. times. Oh. Um, I so last year my favorite movie of the year for some reason was I, I believe it's called Till Death the Megan Fox oh, yeah, movie. I like Till Death so this is my favorite 2022 movie so mm. far something has to unseat it because it's, it's the best <laughs> it's the best movie I've it's seen this really year really good I it's everything I hate yeah it's spoilers so uh, yeah, spoilers to fresh because let, let's talk about it a fresh. little bit but everybody should watch it it's on Hulu watch it Please watch it. If you don't, please trust me also. And me. Um, I, yes, definitely trust Emily. I, I don't know if you, you, if these things are as, as, these things will make me not watch a movie. Mm. Um, Woman in a Room. I won't right. watch your movie. Woman tattooed um, in the basement. Oh, is it, is it stuff with bodies? I'm not going to watch it. Oh, is it stuff with women's bodies? Mm, pass. Oh, is it eating bodies? Completely done. Completely out. I'm so fucking done cutting body parts off of women fuck you i don't want to watch your movie this is this movie was a masterpiece every yeah. time i thought it was going to fuck up it was it perfect yep it handled everything with so much restraint and so much compassion mm-hmm. and the right people got out and you understood every choice and nothing felt mean mm-hmm. and everything made sense and I never got grossed out as a vegan, as a woman, as somebody that doesn't like boring tropes. I was never bored <laughs> or grossed out. It was, I cannot get over how good this movie was. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Stan is great. Oh! He is so good. <laughs> he's so good. He's good in everything. He and really Sometimes is, I yeah. forget. I think he's one of those actors who is, because he's really good looking, it's easy to not realize he's also a really good actor. Yep. He you know? surprises you. And he's so good in this because he's he's got to be charming, but he's also got to be a sociopath or not, or, you know, whatever form of whatever he's got is. Um, the Is it Daisy? What's her name? The lead actress? I forget oh, her last I'm name. Not sure. But she is, you know, she's great. She, she gets you on her side. You, again... Yep. You understand, I think, like the way you said it, you understand her choices. Mm-hmm. And something that clearly this movie wanted to make sure it was about was the way, um, what ultimately keeps her alive is is the relationship she has with the woman on the other side of the wall. Oh, and like, there's no dipsy doodle. There's nope. no meanness. Yeah. There's no, there's no V for Vendetta. She doesn't exist. There's yep. no. Which I thought was going to happen at one point. Me, I'm like, oh, there's fucking nobody too. there. Yeah. No, she dies just as they get. I, you know how fucking terrified I have to watch it again because I was so scared that, that I was going to get fucked every single yeah. time. I was like, so who's going to come around the corner and put an ax through this person's head? I was expecting a Scatman Crothers every other other minute i was very much thinking this was gonna end with with oh they're gonna she's gonna die at the last minute of her of of, of triumph and i was so glad she didn't yep um i mean the the actress who's playing her friend like just the way that relationship's handled is great like i've been that friend in different ways like that relationship i believed it was just 
really good, visually um, smart, and like I, I'm I'm a sucker. F- like this might be my my genre is really cool looking kind of tacky modern mansions in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah I <do laughs> like i love like ex machina like good night mommy like that house like yeah i want those and that was used to great effect like i i also unlike you i i enjoy cannibalism in movies i just always find it amusing um and the way that is done it is like it she doesn't shy away from it but she doesn't unnecessarily stuff your face in it which i think she is the right approach she doesn't revel in it it's yeah it's presented i like look another cannibal woman woman cannibal movie directed <laughs> by a woman is um is ravenous and yes it's an, i don't like cannibal movies but i mean i like that i movie. think you like good cannibal movies is what I, it comes down to. It, it's true because it says something like yeah. that subject matter is inherently like allegorical metaphorical political so if you just don't do anything with it like why am i watching it? it's gross yeah Yeah. i mean (laughs) the idea and i think ravenous does this very well is like the whole point of why cannibalism is effective in storytelling is that it means you have crossed a line and when a character does it it always means that character has crossed a line and even though again like Look, I, I am the first person I have, you know, I have thought very hard through my, my lifeboat scenarios of how I would be the one to um, not get eaten, but would be like the first one to eat, if you will. Um, so I don't have a problem with it for survival, if you, but, but as a storytelling device, like it works for a reason. So, yeah, yeah, I, I loved it. I absolutely yeah, loved it. It's so good. <laughs> Yay. Mm. It's fun to like movies Isn't because it? I feel like so many things I'm like, mm, yeah. or I immediately forget what I watched. And I think what's exciting with Fresh too, like the fact that it's called Fresh, like that it's a new director, it's a female director. I think it was, I don't think she wrote the screenplay, right? I think it was another ooh, woman so. that wrote the screenplay. So it's one of those like, ooh, I want to know, I want to hear more from both of them. Yep. And that's thrilling to me. It's so exciting when yeah. that happens. Um, because we get a lot of of movies, we get a lot of content, and we get and, antlers, we get Titanic six six six, and it's not always awesome. No, and you're not like excited. And I this made me very excited. Yeah. Like, let's let's go. I want to I want to see more. And it also highlighted that I I think maybe a couple years ago I was very good at like picking films with with female creatives behind it mm, whether yeah. it be directing or writing or just like, I mean, we like, did it for like a year on our on yep. on this little show we kind of made a point of like let's only do films with female filmmakers one way or another and we were able to do it for a while yep and i think it's only getting easier which is fantastic yes. and also like i'm i'm almost never disappointed and i know that's like putting i can't say like every film made by mm-hmm. uh, like, that's absolutely ridiculous but like hey the hit ratio seems pretty fucking good yeah and it's it's encouraging and exciting and there is and again like you said it's not every time but so much more often i watch and think was this this is speaking to me oh it's a look at the writer like you just sometimes there is and i mean i say this as a as a white woman um i imagine different different people have different reactions of that when you share something with the creator behind something and it is refreshing that we're getting more variety and more diversity i hope we continue to get more 
Yeah, and I hope that it's not something that we feel like we need to like, like make. I I feel I hope Black Christmas um, helped kind of the changing of the guard on. Well, we don't need to boycott or hate or you know talk shit about every movie that has like a feminist yeah. or like f- female slant. Like obviously. Um, because I didn't hear anything negative about this. I didn't hear any Same. campaigns to tank it. I granted yeah. it's not a remake of a movie that people claim to like. Right, right, right. Um, but like, still, I feel like, oh, good. This is this is nice. I haven't heard anyone say unnecessarily mean shit about this. Same, same. Which is 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 a should not be a merit of success, but is in the world of horror. So. It's it's great. It's kind of the same thing with the Slumber Party Massacre remake. I didn't hear no one. I didn't hear a peep about how much people hated that. If you look at IMDb, you can see people trying to tank it, but I don't think it worked. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Is I really mean, again, that one also was a lower profile. Like it they debuted, sure. I think, on the Sci Fi Channel. Yeah. Um, and it. I, I guess the bigger, like, the first one that comes to mind would be Candyman, as far as a the biggest profile yep. horror release of the last few years with a female behind it. Uh, and that was loaded in different ways, I think. Also, the time of the release, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're getting better, I think. I, uh, okay. I, I'll take little baby steps, honestly. Yes, same. All right, so that was all of our horror. That was that all of your horror. I believe so. Yeah. Right. Do you need to take a quick break before we finish up with the rest of the genres that are lesser? Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. Saturday night and the movies. Who cares what picture you see? When you're hugging with your baby, let's roll in the balcony. Well, that's technicolor and the cinema scope. A guest out of Hollywood And the popcorn from the candy stand Makes it all seem twice as good There's always lots of pretty girls With figures they don't try to hide But they never can compare To the girl sitting by my side Saturday night at the movies we're back to talk about movies that aren't horror. Um, I don't have many on here. Christine. Really? Yeah. Uh, give me what genre do you want to go to next? Jesus, I have a shitload. Um, All right, go for it. Uh, action-y stuff? Action-y stuff. I have one action-y thing. Okay. And it's a movie I watched because you, you recommended. And oh, thank God. Now, it, it's been actually a few weeks since I watched it, but the timing of talking about it is, is apropos. Uh, this would be the Ray Liotta spectacular <gasps> Turbulence. It's so good, this right? This movie is bananas. I loved it. Oh, I want to rewatch it, you know, because I've been thinking about it of a lot. Of course, yeah. And um, it's 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 great, right? It's it, it is like you had said, like it's pretty zany. I wasn't yeah. quite prepared for like wait, <laughs> it's a serial killer movie. No, it's an it's a plain action movie. Okay, now he's shooting everybody. Wait, he's a sociopath. No, it's a Christmas movie. What? Like, it just, there's a lot going on here. And everybody's in this movie. And yep. it did break my universe, though, because I have, um, I always, it took me a long time to realize that Lauren Holly and Lauren, who's the other one? Uh, now I can't oh, I think of no the idea. actress from The Walking Dead, Lori Holden. Okay. Lori Holden, Lauren Holly are not the same person. But Lori Holden is always in stuff with Jeffrey DeMoon. 
but Jeffrey DeMoon is in Turbulence with Lori, Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly. Yeah. So I can't anymore. They're the same person and I give up. But um, everybody should watch Turbulence. It's it's like they finally unleashed Ray Liotta the way they always should in every movie. It's really satisfying. Yeah. Like he's, he's just, he's Going chewing it up. It. He's absolutely unhinged. Oh, it's yeah. great. Yeah. I had a blast. That is my only action movie. Cool. Okay. Well, hold on. I have, um, I have a ton. Um, I've, I've been unwell emotionally, <laughs> so I think it, you could, it's reflects in the movie. So for I've you is your, um, cause I, I, as was I, for me, my release is, is horror for you. Is it action? Well, it's a lot of it has been, um, nostalgia based mm, which is just it. really i've become one of those people and i don't like that so much about myself but uh, hey you know times <laughs> tough. um i will say a lot of these have luke evans in them i just can't have enough of that mm-hmm. that man he is not only obscenely hot he's so talented yeah um so i watched a movie called no one lives that he's in i've heard um, of this movie I don't know that this movie is good. This movie is wild, <laughs> and he is—he's Ray Liotta hanging up in it. Ooh, nice! Chomping scenery, being wild, being unhinged. I cannot remember where I watched it, but I loved it. Ooh, I'm looking at the stills from it, and he's like covered in blood and looking it's, hot. Nice. It's something else. It's—it's it's good. Um, I watched for the first time uh, *Immortals*. It's, <gasps> I went to the theater to see Immortals because I wanted to watch it in 3D because it was Tarsum doing 3D and I thought yeah. this is going to be really cool. Um, it's The hats are great, if memory serves. I, Zach and I have talked about it like constantly since we watched it. Like two months ago. We watched it like two <laughs> months ago. Constantly we talk about it. Everything, so Stephen Dorff is in it. Um, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh, Everything was. This was the movie that I watched with Henry Cavill and said he'd be a good Superman, and then found out that well, he might be, but not in a good. He hasn't been in a good Superman movie. Yeah. So I, I Henry Cavill, I I apparently only like when he's in that one move, that one show when he's Geralt. Um, uh, I can't think of the name of it. The Witcher. Jesus, what's wrong (laughs) with me? I'm gonna let you keep going on that one. The Witcher, he's in that Witcher okay. show. He's smoking hot. Also, I enjoy him in it. But I don't like him in anything else I've ever seen him mm. in, which is strange. I thought maybe this would turn the tide. Um, yeah. It did not. So what's interesting about this is there's... I, I don't, I'm not recommending this necessarily, but there's a, there's a, to me, there's two different movies happening. So there's all the stuff with like the humans, mm-hmm. which would be Stephen Dorff and Henry Cavill. And then and there's Mickey all the Rourke, stuff... Mickey right? He's yeah. the villain in that? Yeah. But he's not bad. He's okay. He's having fun. He's like post-wrestler, just like, yeah, I make money now. It's great. Yeah. And then there's all the stuff with gods. Yeah. And that's Luke Evans stuff. Yep. All the stuff with the gods looks amazing, is amazing, is impressive. Luke Evans is hot and cool and mean. And I think Kellen Lutz is there. And everybody's costumes are fucking wild. It's beautiful. Yeah. The costumes in that movie are, it's almost worth watching just for that. It's gold and blue yep. and, and and then violent and weird. 
I we've we've rewatched all the God stuff. I can mm. never imagine that I would watch the other elements of yeah. this film again. Well, then there's a, a spoiler alert I will throw out for Immortals that I think is the f- the funniest dumb plot thing of like the dumbest action an ac- a character can take in a movie. Because isn't the whole thing that um, the female lead is a is an oracle because she's a virgin. And, like, it's important that she's an oracle because she can actually, like, see things and, and help Henry Cavill. Uh-huh, and, and then, then they sleep fun. together and then yeah. she can't see anything. It's like, come on, you guys couldn't wait a week. I think I might have liked that. Good for her. But, like, Who it was cares? really, like, but it was, it was keeping her alive, too. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I like to go for a hat trick here and I watched Three Musketeers again. <laughs> <laughs> and the Luke Evans Three Musketeers. There's other people in that. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it already. You, is it the Mila Jovovich one? It's Mila Jovovich and um and Luke Evans and uh, I'm blanking on everybody okay, I else. I still have not watched it, but I know you love or, it. Orlando Bloom, uh, oh. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh. I don't know why, but I love this movie. Nice. It's, you, it's I, just... I, it's beautiful and weird, and the costuming is amazing, and the sets, you can tell that they went and filmed in these beautiful locations. It has no right to be, I hate when people say that, but it's true, it's no right to look as good as it does. Nice. It's very exciting. Um, I watched the Spider-Man movie, the new one. Oh, um, I, I'm not going to see it. Brandon wasn't a fan. How'd you feel? Eh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. I get why people liked it, but I'm I'm... I'm fully out on Marvel movies. I like, am too. Compl- completely. I might circle back for um, like a Black Panther or for Thor, just more for Taika Waititi. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. So meh. I got stuff. Too. Uh, it's fine. I did watch Moonfall. Oh, wait, Moonfall. Oh, Moonfall. Patrick Wilson's Mar- Moonfall. Married with Clickers just did Moonfall. It sounds fun. Um, my high ass gave it five stars. I don't know if it's a five star <laughs> movie. <laughs> But I definitely gave it five if, Hey, if it did what it set out to do, it entertained you, it sounds like. For sure. I thought it was weird as fuck. Nice. I liked it. Um, action. Action-y action. Oh, I watched that Batman. Oh, the new Batman. What did you think of the new Batman? I gave it two and a half stars. Okay. I think I liked parts of it a lot, mm. but... But it was overdone by how long it was for me. It's, it's yeah, that runtime. Like, I, I'm mildly curious, but that runtime is just a no for me. I started to nod off, and yeah. I think we had to we had to split it up. And it just, I thought Pattinson was great, and I, 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 li- I liked a lot of what was happening. It just was just so long, and I wish it was more fun and more emo mm. and, like, less serious and less long. Yeah, it just, and I am, I'm, if there's anything I'm over, it's a self-important superhero movie. And again, I've, I have heard a lot of people who, whose opinions I like, who have, have spoken highly of the Batman, but just everything about him, like this, this movie was not clearly not made for me. I don't, do not need to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll rewatch it someday, but mm. um, I guess Out of Sight is an action-y movie. I've never seen Out of Sight. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, I didn't love it, but also I had never seen it before. And sometimes that's the risky run when you go back like mm, multiple decades. Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh well, I, this doesn't hit. It doesn't work anymore. But um, I'm, you know, I'm charmed by it. I think it did inspire a rewatch of Michael Clayton, which I do feel is actiony as well. 
It's another movie I've never seen. I actually really like that movie. Hmm. I think Tilda Swinton's really good in it. She won the Oscar for that, didn't she? Oh, I think boy. she did. You, you would know that. I, well, it was Tilda at the Oscars. I was excited. <laughs> um, Argo, I, I think, is action-ish. It's it's ish. Mm-hmm. But I like that movie, and I remember liking it. And Zach had never seen it. So we kind of were going into like more serious, mm. like like male lead kind of drama. Yeah, for a Argo while. is one that I think is probably a perfectly fine movie. But I saw that either dur- like right around the Oscars, and it was one of those like this is not the best movie of the year. Oh, so I for feel like sure. it has a it had a, it, I had a chip on my shoulder with that movie. But I remember thinking like this is perfectly fine. It's entertaining, but it's just not the best movie of the year. Yeah, I definitely didn't have high expectations mm-hmm. going in, so I think that helped. But it rewatched well. It's the interesting parts of it are just as interesting. Um, I rewatched Widows because I was curious if I would still feel like it wasn't maybe as strong mm-hmm. I thought it was very good I think my opinion of it improved slightly mm. um, I wonder I feel like that's one that would get better on multiple viewings because once you can let go of what you want from that movie because I think it's just there, there's so much like that movie should have been three movies and they all would have been great but when it's one movie, it just feels like you don't get enough of, of, of everything you want. Yeah, it, it spend, when it spends time in certain places, I get a little, like, irritated because yeah. I want it to come back to yep. this other spot. But this was based on a British – it was a British series, right? Maybe. That sounds right. So what's interesting, because it's uh, Steve McQueen and Gillian Flynn – um, what's interesting about that is um, Gillian's one of Gillian's most recent projects was Utopia, which was an Amazon. Oh, series. that's right. I still have not watched that, but you recommended it. It's a that's based on a BBC series. Hmm. Um, I am we're almost finished with it now. I've been going very slow, but the reason why I'm watching it is because Cusack's in it, um, right? And he's old and hot and amazing. But like, <laughs> I think so far Utopia is more successful, and I wonder. If this, if Widows was a series, which I could easily look up, but I'm not going to, um, I wish that the different elements had had more room because, yes, I, I love, I love all the characters. It just sometimes feels mm-hmm. like I, I'm never with anybody long enough to really settle in, and I think yeah. I very rarely say something should have been longer, but maybe that should have been. Sometimes. Um. Ugh. I watched The Lost City. Oh, that's one that like the trailers look so promising, and I'm like, this would this looks like such a could be such a fun movie, and I have not heard one person say that it is. I have seen a lot of people say that they thought it was wildly funny and just they loved it, and it was everything that they were hoping for, and I thought it was uh, messy. Yeah. And I don't like. I get where we're at. If you have a COVID movie, not literally about right. COVID, but if you have a movie that was filmed during a stage of, of mm-hmm. the pandemic, I, I don't know, maybe you should have worked off a different script and not tried to do something that reeks of COVID movie. Mm. I don't want to be disparaging because I understand people are just trying to work and stuff, but there are, there are a chunk of movies that are coming out where you're like, well, that person wasn't really there or mm. like this person's completely green screened in, or this feels cobbled together and not funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I think one review I heard said, like, there's so much ADR on the movie that it just tells you how much, how, like, just what a kind of mess it was of filming. Whole setups and punchlines with people's backs to the oh, camera. Yeah. No, no fucking lie. Like, Sandy, 
for I love Sandra Bullock. Oh, she's I great. Love Chan- yeah. I love Channing Tatum. I there's this movie. This is about a romance novelist. This movie was literally made for me. I am the demographic of this movie. <clears throat> Didn't work. Ugh, that's a shame. Just because it's it, like it, it's the kind of movie we all wanted right now. But yeah, yeah. disappointing. I don't know. Um, if you watch it, I'd be curious. If you even ha- say that there's an inkling of something, like I would rewatch it to, because maybe I was in a in a weird place. Mm. You never know. But okay. just watch *Romancing the Stone*. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always there. It always holds up. It's so <laughs> mm-hmm. good. I watched *The Rock* for the first time. Was, Still never seen *The I Rock*. I was unimpressed. Yeah, never actually watched it's, it. It's a movie. Yeah. Uh, I did watch *The The Northman*. Oh, um, I have not. It, I, I, if it had come out at a less busy time, it was going to be the movie that got me back to a theater, but that oh, time has cool. passed. Um, so tell me, how did you enjoy The Northman? I liked it. I, I got it. I know everything that it was doing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, the performances were out of this world. Nice. Um, I didn't, much like X, I didn't connect to it. I didn't, it didn't make me feel anything. Okay. I didn't get excited about it um so it's a good movie it's just maybe not for me mm, okay interesting but i i wouldn't if you, if somebody said it was their favorite movie of the year i wouldn't be like oh look at this loser right like, right it's it a good didn't, movie did not fully click for you nope okay. um i watched from 1996 daylight is that the is Sylvester so- stallone yep in Sylvester okay stallone. that's right amy brennan and brenneman Vigo Mortensen. Um, I have seen parts of this on TV one day, but I've never watched the whole thing. It was really good. Nice. I really liked it. If you're looking for an action movie and you had never heard of this, like you, mm-hmm. like, like this guy, uh, it was really good. Nice. Was, there were some gnarly stunts in it, too. Like, it's some really like, oh, no, horrific set pieces. <laughs> Ugh. Um... I guess Chippendale count as action. I saw that Chippendale movie. So um, I knew nothing about a Chippendale movie. I so I'm like, oh, Disney Plus Chippendale movie. I've no like whatever. That's fine. But I think um, Rachel Bloom wrote it or had something to do with it. Is it Did like she? for grownups? Is it? Um, so that's really funny. Um, a lot of people have said I don't know who the audience for this movie was, mm. and and I thought like fair um but we were just zach and i were just talking about the alvin and the chipmunks movie and which i was talking about because i was at i was at an airport and whenever i'm at an airport when the baggage claim i think about the alvin and the chipmunks movie so i we watched clips of it and and a lot of there's some stuff that doesn't doesn't hold up but there are a lot of adult jokes in it Mm -hmm. but not not like off-color jokes but like why would a kid know that reference yeah and i i am a big proponent of put weird adult shit in your younger movie because that's how kids learn things and get references. And that's how I get a lot of references. Um, This had that. It had a lot of jokes, like, like even older than me jokes, like us, like, of course, jokes that we would get, but even some that maybe like a couple people in our age demographic would be like, I don't get that. What is that referencing? But it wasn't fun. That's the problem. Oh, really? Um, and I'm looking now. It was not Rachel Bloom. It's her husband was one of the writers on it, Dan Gregor. Oh, okay. That's why I had it in my head. So this was not, um, did not work for you. 
Mm, it seems like it worked for some people. Yeah, um, that's what I've seen. And, and like, I don't know. It, it just kind of fell flat, which was a shame because I wanted to like it. But, like... Mm. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah. But, I mean, look, if people like it, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. Uh, I, I think that's it. Some things... I know I'm mixing genre on some stuff, but, like, look... Dude, um, what, what, were we still in action? Was that the... Yes. Okay. So I guess do we move over to comedy? Do you have comedies? I have two comedies. <clears throat> Hit me with your comedies. All right. My first comedy was um, a Netflix disc, because I still get them. Um, although I bet now it might actually be on, for all I know, it's on Disney+. Plus. This is a movie that um, I had had not seen in a really long time but it was like imprinted on me because I watched it a lot when I was a kid and I had mentioned it to Brandon and he'd never seen it I'm like well then we have to watch Ruthless People have you ever seen Ruthless People with Bette Midler so. Danny DeVito oh the cast in this movie Bette Midler Danny DeVito Helen Slater Bill Pullman um Judd what is his name Judd Judd Judge Reinhold Oh, okay. um, who am I, who else am I forgetting? There's like one or two other big ones. It's Bette Midler is um, married to Dan DeVito. He he is planning on killing her, but before he can, Bill Pol- not Bill Pullman, Judge Reinhold and Helen Slater kidnap her for a ransom. But Dan DeVito's like, I don't want to pay the ransom. I was going to kill her anyway, so you deal with her. And it um, it how do I describe this movie? It's a rated R comedy. There mm-hmm. is a lot of sex, or a fair amount of sex for a movie like this. It was apparently, like, Disney-produced. Um, so it's, like, technically a Disney movie, except, like, Disney didn't know what to do with it, because it wasn't their kind of movie. It's the Zucker Brothers, but it's not a spoof. Um, it, to me, it was it was a lot of, like, random things about this movie that I just remembered so much as a kid of, like, oh, this was my understanding of what rich people lived like. And it's a very 80s mansion. Uh-huh. Um, it's, again, like, we're watching it, and Brandon just kept, like, pausing it and looking at me. He's like, how old were you when you watched this? I was like, eight, maybe six, somewhere between six and nine. <laughs> like, um, it is inappropriate. It's, like, bla- it's all about blackmail and all that stuff. But um, I still found it funny. He didn't, it didn't really work for Brandon, so I don't know what your mileage would be today. Yeah. Um, it is a black comedy. It is about awful people being pretty awful. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I made a note of it. It okay. sounds. I'd be like curious. It sounds yeah. like what I'm currently watching. It does. <laughs> it seems like. I mean, I'm surprised you'd never seen it because I feel like it's a movie. I think it was like '86, maybe. But it was on TV all the time. It was one of those movies that. Um, I just like lump in with Overboard and Big Business and like all of yeah. like this era movie. Um, so I, it's hard for me to see it with eyes today because I could remember lo- again like <laughs> there is like full out boobs in this movie and I watched it a lot as a kid. Um, so I don't know how it holds up, but I enjoyed it. Hmm. And then the only other comedy I watched uh, was one that Braddon had always been a fan of that I had never seen. Um, so we finally watched Bullworth. Oh yeah, I've never seen this either. It I did not know what it like I think I went into it thinking it was a different movie. I thought it was about like a presidential candidate who starts rapping. Like that's how it was sold to us in the 90s. That's what I thought this movie was about. Um they did 
They did lean a lot on the wrapping. They did. And, like, they sold it as if, like, it was a cool movie. Um, It is, I mean, it's a political satire. It is very dark. It's, I thought it was great. I actually was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Um, It is kind, it, it's a little ugly just in that, like, yeah, it's about how awful politicians are. It's about how, how racially unequal the country is. Um, and about how when you try to make a change, um, you probably can't. Uh, so it is not, especially today, I think it is really not uplifting, but I was, um, I was surprised by how, uh, how, how smart it was and how, how it was able to do a lot of things that I did not think just from, from not kind of like thinking of this as like a punchline of a movie, um, it's not. It's it is very good, and it is earnest in trying to show things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does not mean like I recommend it. But I also don't know that anybody would want to watch it right now at this moment because it's yeah. just pressing in that way. <laughs> I was wondering if it maybe wasn't the best thing for modern uh, times, especially like I don't know. Like I would have said the same thing a week ago. I would say it even more so today. Mm-hmm. Um, it is because it it is a downer. It is it is a bummer of a movie because it is about how fucked up the government really is um but it is it is an admirable movie i think in some ways and um yeah credit to it i i yeah and i'm calling it a comedy it, it was i think i think that's how yeah. it was sold i might do it someday i think zach likes it or has mentioned it at mm-hmm. least it's i mean i do think you should watch it but um maybe like when the world isn't standing yeah. pile of shit i don't know on that note, um, I have one drama. Uh, the only wait, no comedy. What did you have for comedy? That was all your comedy. That was all my com- girl. My, I my enjoyment and my relaxation is watching Titanic six six six. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I watched. I rewatched all the Jackass movies because I wanted to watch the new one. Okay, um, I was the Jackass kind of passed me over. It was not my yeah. thing. It was my thing because I was with a terrible human being at the time um, who very much identified with the wrong aspects of that uh, <laughs> show and franchise. Um, I Different different ones had different mileage um, depending, but the newest one I, I did enjoy. Good. I um, Also, Johnny Knoxville is so fucking hot, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. So let me ask you, what is it about the the movie that you enjoy so much i well so the new one i just liked because i liked seeing everybody again okay because i grew i grew up i grew up with them all and i had seen almost all of the other movies in the theater um i didn't like it i don't think okay um i just liked it because as as a very stereotypical girlfriend there was a time where i was kind of only allowed to like what mm. my significant other liked and the, at least there were cute boys in it okay sure <laughs> and and i didn't i never really liked the violence like that never appealed to me but there is and I, there have been various articles written about it there is a, dif- a definite um like a friendship and a camaraderie that you don't usually see among men mm. um in media and 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 that was not lost on me uh, rewatching or at the time but the new one definitely feels like old friends kind of coming together and there's there's a self-awareness to it of like oh my god I, i'm going to die if i do this or 
like I can't do this stuff anymore. And that spoke to me as an aging person. Sure. <laughs> I'm with you on that. And I've always been charmed by Johnny Knoxville. Always. He's a charismatic he, guy. He's always worked for me, so. I don't like to laugh either, it seems. Um, <laughs> I can we can we say that no, we'll we won't say that. Um I watched Senior Year. Oh, this is the Rebel Wilson one, right? Yes. What did yes. you think? I've not watched it. I wish it was better mm-hmm. because Rebel I really like her a lot. I think she's very, very funny. Um I there were parts of this that didn't work, but I think it was more hits than misses for me. Oh, okay. Good to hear. Um, but it wasn't like I, I like isn't it romantic? Is is that was that yes. Rebel Wilson movie? Yep. That like that like like affected me. That was yeah. like this is I this is great. Loved that one. I'm with you on that. This just kind of felt like, all right. Okay. <laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> um and then I don't know if you've heard of the valet. But the it's... name is familiar. What is this? Samara Weaving is in it. I love her. And then um, that gentleman that was in the Overboard remake. Which I did I, not see. I do not know his name and I'm Eugenio not Eugenio Derbez. Okay, there you go. Yeah. he uh, He's very, I find him funny and charming. He's okay. apparently a, a famous man. Um, but it was cute and sweet and wholesome. But Samara Weaving boy she should just be in everything she's so great she really is um but i think that's all i have for comedy yeah you got drama i got one drama the only drama i got is um drama uh it's the lost daughter it is the oh yeah olivia coleman uh what's her name younger olivia coleman no oh is did she no you're thinking of passing um, the Lost Daughter is Olivia Coleman is a um, woman who is on vacation and she is thinking back to when she was a young mother, Jesse Buckley, that's it. And when she was Jesse Buckley and she was uh, had two daughters and probably maybe shouldn't have had daughters and maybe wasn't a great mother or maybe um, this is directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's why you're thinking Rebecca Hall. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, we got there. there, we got there. Um, this it's I I liked this. It's a weird movie to say you like because it's one that is very, um, it's very uncomfortable. It's very ug- like it's beautiful because part of it's filmed on the beach in Greece and it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very much about um, and this is one of those like I I don't want to use the term like unlikable women, but um, Olivia Coleman is playing a woman who is not who you would normally have as the lead in your movie she is a little rude she is not overly sympathetic um she what I, watching this movie felt very much like oh this is based on a book and i can tell because of all of the inner life that i am getting from this woman without having to hear it if you will yeah um it made me want to read the book i have not yet it has a very, it's one of those like very ambiguous movies with a very ambiguous ending and such. And uh, it didn't, I love a good ambiguous ending. And like, for example, Passing has a great ambiguous ending. It didn't quite satisfy me fully. I think, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to get into spoilers, but like there was something about the ending that made me very confused about what this movie was saying about her as a mother, if you will. And uh-huh. I, and I think, 
think it may be one of those movies that is very different depending on um, your relationship as a mother, if you are a mother, if you have regretted being a mother or not. Um, so it was one of those, like, this is a very good movie. There's a lot I really admire here. I think there's a lot more to dive into. I don't know if I'm the person to do that. Yeah. No. Hmm. I, with some of these, I, these Oscar-y movies, I don't know that I'll ever watch them. And sometimes I feel like I need to reevaluate well, that. And that's why I crammed this movie in before the Oscars, because I knew I'm like, if I don't... There, there was a couple. There was like five movies that I could have watched. I'm like, if I don't watch these before the Oscars, I know I never will. And so like, this was the one that I did. But like, as a result, I will probably never watch. Uh, I don't even remember what else. Like all of the other movies nominated for Oscars that I didn't see. I'll probably never see them. Yeah. But yeah, this one I was curious about because I was like, because especially because Best Actress was wide open. Um, so I was intrigued. And I mean, Olivia Coleman could have won. She's great in this. She is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think this is a, I would not say this is a bad movie. This is a very good movie. I just don't know um, if it was, again, made for me or if, if I was the person to kind of fully grasp it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Do you have any drama? Uh, yeah, I think I lumped in way too many of my drama with action, but that's okay. Um, I watched Deep Water back when it came out a million years ago now. Deep... With the, oh, the wait, Bene- Deep Water. Wait. The Ben Affleck, the Ben Affleck, uh, Anna de Armas, uh, Patricia Highsmith movie. Oh, okay. I keep getting. Oh my god. I I just have brain fog. For some reason, I thought Deep Water was the movie with Matt Damon, where he's the Amanda Knox movie that isn't the Amanda Knox movie, but is. Doesn't oh, that have, oh, isn't that like Stillwater? Oh, maybe I would. Wow. Wait. Would never. Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. We're <laughs> now. I'm wait. Stillwater and Deep. Wait, are you sure that movie was called Deep Water? Because now I have to I'm live in a world where in right one now. year, both Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were in movies that end in water and nobody else has commented on this before. I I don't know about the other one. I don't think this one should have been called um, Deep Water. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Well, anyway, <laughs> tell me about Deep think, Water that is not still I think water. A lot of, I think a lot of people hated this movie. It seemed like it. It's it's a I I would classify it as a melodrama. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but there are elements to it that I believe are intentionally melodramatic um, because that's the type of story that's being told. Uh, and I think that that people didn't like that, which is fine. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say people don't understand melodrama, but in my experience, I don't think people understand melodrama. Um, this, but but also maybe there were things in it that people would rightfully say aren't good. I'm not one of of those people i thought it was good i thought she was weird and mean and sexy Mm. and he was like kind of not the worst in it which was a nice change for me Mm. um i liked it i liked how over the top and weird it was like it was like mean it felt like um like i really like highsmith i don't i don't know i'm not familiar with what this is based on um but it felt like a like a beach read, mm. you know, like okay. you, something you would just pick up at the airport and read. And, and but like it was also well executed and looked good. So like I didn't care. Was it sexy? She was. OK. Yeah, I don't think it's not sexy. I don't I don't um, I don't go down that road. But she I think she is just the bee's yeah. knees. And she she was definitely in this movie. Um, and, and yeah, and I like bad women, like evil, manipulative, like unhinged women. And she, 
she really was just like a whirlwind of madness in this. Nice. <laughs> I would watch it again. I really, I don't disagree with any of the reviews I saw for it that were like, this is not good. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Um, This is dramas? Drama? I watched Eight Men Out. It was not the first time I had seen Eight Men Out, but I had forgotten a lot of it. What did you this think is... of Eight Men Out? Eight Men Out was a great movie. John Cusack's in it, being adorable. <laughs> and also it's about baseball. D.B. Sweeney's in it. D.B. Sweeney's... D.B. Sweeney's in it. Um... <gasps> Don't you dare mock my um, Subway boyfriend, D.B. Sweeney. I love D.B. Sweeney. I would never mock him. Damn but straight. The, but the cast on this is obviously, like, I'm not saying anything new. The cast is great. Yeah. I thought all the performances were great. I, I remember really liking it when I watched it, but I had forgotten a lot of the details. I think baseball's interesting. I don't necessarily enjoy the sport, but I like mm-hmm. movies about it. And this is kind of like a, it, it has elements of courtroom drama in yep. it and there's intrigue. So it, it hits a lot of things that I enjoy. Yeah. But I, I watched it watch maybe, it. Uh, it was one that I did not grow up with. And I, I am a baseball fan. I'm a baseball movie fan as well. And I had somehow never seen Eight Men Out. So when I did, I didn't love it. I remember thinking it, it felt very cold to me. And maybe that's just also because, like, I like my baseball emotional. I like my League of Their Own and Field of Dreams and crying in baseball. And Eight Men Out feels very, um, like, k- kind of, like you said, courtroom drama-y, more clinical, more... Uh-huh. Um, I remember thinking I couldn't latch on to anybody because it's such an ensemble film. Uh, but I wonder, I mean, that was a long time ago. I wonder how I'd feel rewatching. You, you should rewatch it because Cusack's character is absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's, it's heartbreaking that I, the end of that movie, I just wanted to crawl in a hole and cry forever. It, it, it hurt my feelings and upset me so much. Oh, <laughs> and then I should watch it. What do you, what do you want me to cry? No, but I, I, I think when you said that you didn't latch like I understand the not latching onto anybody because of the ensemble thing, but when you said the thing about you like like a lot more emotion, and, mm-hmm. and I and I agree too. Like I was standing in the kitchen. This was before Leota passed, like a month ago. Just for some reason, telling Zach the plot of Field of Dreams, and I started crying oh. talking about it. <laughs> and I, that movie just <sighs> destroys me. But. I think, oh God, I mean, Burt Lancaster in that movie, that entire, that entire thing, nope. the entire just. If I, nope. I, I, I have had the same problem. I have, when I have tried to talk about that movie at that scene, I have broken yeah. down. I used to cry when I was little. Like I don't know how I even understood the implications of that or why it was so emotional when I was a tiny baby. But like, still, it's still good. Oh my God. When they when when he when Kevin Costner like turns the van around and then all of a sudden the headlights come up and James Earl Jones is just like there mm-hmm. and he like, Moonlight Graham I don't that that's one of the best movies ever made. It is it is I will I will die for that movie I love it so much. Me too. But I had my mouth okay. open wide when you said that the emotional thing because I was I was so emotional mm. at the end of this movie because these just the whole situation I don't know <laughs> made me feel things. Um, drama. I don't know. I watched a lot of stuff I don't care to talk about. It wasn't very good. <laughs> I guess I will say the last thing to talk about drama-wise is I watched Dangerous Liaisons. Ah, okay. Ah, I did not know that Cruel Intentions was <gasps> literally this movie. Okay, do you know that there is also the same movie made the same year called Velmont? With, um, oh, it's Meg Tilly, 
a young Keanu Reeves, I think a young Uma Thurman. Um, I forget who plays the John Malkovich role. I oh, this I maybe, feel like I want Colin to stream Firth, it maybe? to you and say yes. Um, it's one of Colin... those like weird Hollywood things that happen sometimes, where to, where like somehow the same book is being adapted by two different studios, um, or like when you have your Armageddon and um, Deep Impact, like when, yep, whenever yep. that happens. But yeah, Valmont was um, like the same time. It is. It is Colin Firth, Annette Benning, Meg Tilly, Feruza Balk. I don't remember her mm-hmm. being in it. Um, Jeffrey Jones, Henry Thomas. Maybe Keanu Reeves isn't in this one. Is Keanu no, Reeves he, in Dangerous he's Liaisons? In, he's in Dangerous Oh, that's Liaisons. why. Okay. Um, Milos Forman did Valmont. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I just wanted to blow your mind further. Well, I would like to watch it. So Dangerous Liaisons is tremendous. I'm, I'm not, I don't know why I'm not blowing any minds here. It's a Stephen Frears movie, and I've become a huge Stephen oh, Frears right, fan right. in my old age. Um, but also, it's weird. Like sometimes I forget John Malkovich is good. <laughs> I just because so, so he's become such a character character yeah. unto himself sometimes that like when you go back and you're like Jesus, he's fucking good. Like he's good in Con Air too. Yeah. Like he's just good. Right, and, he and, I, and and but like we we kind of I think mythologized him into the fact that he's just like this he's just doing his thing and but like no he's really good <laughs> but um i was really surprised at how good it was and um yeah. i would highly recommend it and i also like i said i know the dangerous liaisons cruel intentions connection but i didn't real like it's the same movie yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't realize it makes a lot of the choices in cruel intentions make more sense <laughs> That is fair. Yes, that is that is a movie that maybe could have benefited from the like clueless and Emma. Like it doesn't have to be the same exact story. You can deviate, but yeah, sometimes it makes it a little hard to relate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, that's my last dream. I think. Yeah. Um. So the let's see. Uh, did you have any documentaries? I had one. We watched the WeWork documentary. Oh. Yeah, what did you? I watched that a while back. What did you think of it? It was fine. Um, it was fine, I guess. I'm not. We also watched that one about the um the the church with the lady whose hair is really weird, and they it also had that element of weight loss to it. I've heard of that one. I and did not watch that one. I, I that one was okay too. I'm feeling again like I'm not really excited about any of these docu-series or documentaries here's my theory um curious if you agree and i felt this way with the WeWork one was the one that i really felt this way about is that the firefest documentary um the what the i forget which one it was was which one was the good one was the netflix or the hulu one that was really good i think it was the hulu one because the netflix one had an agenda right 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 like that hulu one on firefest was so good and the problem is I don't think any of these other documentaries have like cracked it or they're trying to do the same thing. And the WeWork documentary, to me, the problem with that, the the thing that I couldn't get past was like, I don't, I, you're asking me to feel a lot for people whose feelings got hurt. Like that so much of the, like who suffered from WeWork, these like 22 year olds who were excited to get a job out of college and were oversold on a job and then eventually like were back to being new with the, to the job market when we were collapsed. But it's like, when I was 22, I had to walk dogs cause I couldn't get a job anywhere. So I don't really have that much sympathy. Like, I don't know. Did, did, 
did that cross your mind watching that one? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't. Yes, because this is what I call the American Greed Syndrome. Mm. Like, um, American Greed is a show that I used to really enjoy watching, narrated by Stacey Keach. Um, basically, it's, you know, this guy did a Ponzi scheme, mm. and, and bad, bad stuff happened, and these people lost their money. And uh, so, uh, something that you often fall into in that show is, like, the guy who embezzled all the money or whatever obviously sucks, but the the people he took the money from, also not great. So. Right. You don't, you get, once you hear the same story like six times, you, you, it's kind of hard to care about people you don't care about. I have, I don't know if that's fully what it is, but I watched the one about the McDonald's, um, Monopoly scam. Right. I watched the one about the LuLuRoe leggings. Yes. I watched, I just am not, I don't know if it's because I feel like instead of telling me a compelling story, I'm being told how to feel Mm-hmm. Yeah. and not make the decision on my own. I didn't like the WeWork one. Probably part of what you what you said, like, I don't go, okay, that sucks, I'm sorry. But, like, when, when they hinge on, like, a big personality, I think a yeah. lot of it comes down to, like, do I buy this or do I, do I care enough? And for Firefest, I didn't care about that main guy, that Billy guy, I think. Right. I cared about the absurdity of it. The it was situation a, itself was fascinating. Was and and it was just it yeah. was like absurd. It made promises yep. that was just it was it was high camp. Yeah. To me, that whole thing. But like something like WeWork, it's just office space. It linged, like it's not, It did. It hinged a lot on this guy was charismatic. It's like yeah, but like I'm not even seeing him. So for yeah. real, and and I I feel like that. For me, I started noticing that around the time of the Jinx, which was that. Okay. Um, the, that do you was, remember that one? I do. I didn't watch it, but I know of it. I wish I could remember that guy's name because it's just going to bother me for personal reasons. But um, <laughs> I liked that, and I thought it was interesting because they had a really interesting hook where they they caught him on a hot mic when I don't think he realized mm. he was, and that was kind of interesting. But like everything, I'm so bored. Like we're watching, we watched the staircase. Did, okay. Like the I, actual docu series. Yeah. And now we're watching the dramatization. Yep. I I don't know. Am I capable of enjoying things anymore? Well, like I can say that I, as soon as I hear like, I, I haven't watched Ozark. I kept almost watching Ozark because like everybody I knew was watching Ozark. Everybody said Ozark was great. And then every time I'd read anything about it, I'm like, do I really need another story about like a good guy breaking bad? No, I don't. Do I need another st- another show headlined by a great actor or a really good actor playing a character who's all like, it just seemed like there was an influx of that. And I no, I'm good. Like, and yeah, that's, I think it's a similar thing to some of these documentaries where some of them rely more on a personality, but if you don't have that personality on screen, um, or if that personality isn't like the WeWork guy was just kind of a scam artist. That's not that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're, we, we live in like hustle society and grind society. So all of these shysters are all going to kind of be representing the same ideas. Right. Right. And I don't want to keep, I don't need to keep seeing it. And then we watched like 20 minutes of the, of the, of the uh, dramatization of that. Mm. With um, Oh, the Anne Hathaway one. 
I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I, the the commercial for it to me felt like a Saturday Night Live like joke commercial. Yep. Right, where it's like, I, you are who you are because of me. Like, was just such a like, oh, okay, yep, I've seen this show. I don't need the, to see this one. The whole thing felt like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, look, I didn't obviously didn't get very deep at all, but like, ugh, I don't, look, I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch um, the one documentary I watched? I'm curious if you did because it was fairly high profile. I think it was on Hulu. Uh, White Hot, the Abercrombie and Finch documentary. No, was that good? That sounds interesting, at least. So. My problem with it was, like, just, and I understand why documentaries do this, but I don't need my documentary to be visually interesting. Like, you don't have to insert, I don't know, like, snippets of songs with cartoons to express anything. Like, it got very, like, it felt like Best Week Ever, like, all those graphics. Like, I didn't, I don't need that. Like, it, it got to a point where, like, I just had it on while I was cooking. Like, I wasn't watching it, I was just listening to it. Um, it... It's interesting just because, I mean, you're you're the same age as me, so you remember, like, mall culture and Abercrombie culture. I didn't really learn anything I didn't know. And, like, I was never, um, I always thought it was a brand that was not for me. I always mm-hmm. could tell it was a racist brand and a bodyist brand and all that. Um, the documentary just, like, makes it clear that, like, oh, yeah, no, they were even worse than you thought they were. And um, the most interesting thing was, like, the, that they hired somebody for diversity and like he couldn't talk basically like so it I don't know I didn't get much out of it I think it um <laughs> that sounds disappointing it's like lazy like you put it on the background and do stuff it, you might find it interesting it's again like there were lawsuits I didn't even know about lawsuits of like minorities who were fired without explanation and were able to sue successfully but like mm-hmm. again it was one of those things where like i'm like i didn't even know they hired anybody that wasn't white at abercrombie and so again i didn't really learn much um it's fine it's not not overly recommended but you could do worse if you're mildly curious <sighs> i don't know i don't know anymore <laughs> Did you have any other genres? I don't think so. I did forget to mention that I watched Morbius and it was absolutely awful. That's what I've heard. But like, boy, you know I can get into some bad movies. Well, like, Jared Leto works a lot, doesn't he? I'm so confused by how he's in everything. He really does. I I feel like it kind of died down for a minute, but like, he's a terrible person. And I would just like to never see things of his mm-hmm. ever again i i like i said i begrudgingly admit it he was very good in my opinion in gucci i just still i don't care i don't care how he how good he is don't put him in stuff yeah but they <laughs> just keep putting him in everything mm-hmm. i'm it's sick exhausting. of looking at him yep Oy. did you have any tv that you've been uh watching um i think i just yelled it all um now we are watching the staircase which is almost done i think um it's fine mm. i just I like Tony Collette. Yeah, she, like, I mean, she's Tony Collette. And I know all the stuff because we watched the series. So, like, that's kind of cool. But, like, I feel like it's a little plodding mm. at times. And I'm not a fan of that. I'm still watching Utopia, which I know is two years old. Um, but that I, I is getting more and more interesting and reminding me how much I like Gillian Flynn. And mm-hmm. maybe, I should, nice. maybe I should pay more attention to what she's up to. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. I don't know. There's so much stuff. But, like... Oh, Drag Race, I'm watching Drag Race. Oh, of course, yeah. And we're both enjoying the All-Stars, All-Stars season. All-Stars, All-Stars is 
very good. And it is reminding me why I like the show. Yeah, because like when they just get to be great, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how many times watching it, I'll just yell, oh, Blank is such a good drag queen. Like, you forgot. <laughs> yeah. Because they, like, they they gave them needless hardships. And it's like, yeah. no, just give them nice fabric. Give them time. Right, right. <laughs> and they're aware. And, like, they're so seasoned now. They're all aware of what they can do and what they can't do. Yeah. Um, and because I had, like, mild concerns. I'm like, because, like, Jinx was my favorite back in the day. Yeah. And I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, I hope this isn't, like, all going to be about how, like, Jinx is too old for drag. And, like, no, she's killing it. Like, it's great. And that's very I, exciting to me. There's always that concern because it has turned a couple times, for me at least. Yeah. Somebody's come back and I've gone, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, where's my friend? Yeah, it's not always <laughs> an improvement. But this is all, everybody's still great. Yeah. Uh, the only TV I'll mention um, on Hulu, uh, actually two new shows, well, one new show on Hulu, I watch, I, I don't know if it's going to be a, if it's like, if it was a one season thing or if it's going to be multiple, but it was the Amy Schumer show, Life and Beth. That is really hard to say, Life and Beth. That, I think I know what it is, yeah. but so, I have not seen it. So this, you have to understand, um, like me, Amy Schumer is from Long Island, mm-hmm. and the show is set in Long Island, and it is, um, like, that, so I have a friend who also looks exactly like Amy Schumer, and so all of us, like, a lot of my, like, Long Island friends, like, kind of, like, I think we all have, like, an affinity towards her, because it does feel, um, a little bit like, oh, she's speaking a language that, like, we know, mm-hmm. and because this is set in eastern Long Island for a good chunk of it, like, a lot of it's like, oh, like, I know that place, I know, I know where they are, all of that. Um, but I liked this, this, it started and I didn't really know the concept of it when it started. I had friends that watched it. They're like, oh yeah, you should watch it. And then the first episode, I'm like, oh, her mother died. Oh, that's great. Why did everybody tell me to watch this? Um, but it is, it is, I, I mean, it, it is a comedy. It is, has, it is certainly yeah. has, has heavy elements, but for the most part, it is a comedy. It is not like straight out Amy Schumer stand up. It is not that at all. She's playing a character. Um, if you your mileage of Amy Schumer is probably what will determine how much you like the show or don't don't but I found it very good I found it very watchable and I enjoyed it overall um and then the other show I will shout out I don't know it was like regular cable it was on the sci-fi channel so I would assume it's probably streamable somewhere and I don't know if it's coming back yet for season two but I hope it does Mm -hmm. I thought it was delightful I assume it was based on like a graphic novel but i don't know uh and that was astrid and lily save the world i haven't heard of this at all it is there's too many things i know well and that's the thing like there are too many things and i am one of those people that like gets grumpy about it but also is like but it's great that there are too many things because it means there's something for everybody but it also for me it just means like look i'm not watching obi-wan or boba fett i'm not watching your disney plus stuff i'm not watching marvel movies Mm -hmm. i if i'm lucky and happen to see a trailer for a movie at the right time and that's what happened with astrid and lily i've been watching oh there was like something marathoning on the sci-fi channel that i was watching and i kept seeing the previews for it and it's a show about these like two high school girls who are overweight or whatever the, the proper term is today um and they are like goofy and best friends and really cool and they end up um like basically they end up having to constantly fight monsters and like there's all convoluted plots around it but it's 
very much just about like two misfits and then of course you meet like the rest of the misfits in school it's very like what Buffy should be today if you were to make Buffy today um very inclusive it's it's great the two actresses are fantastic and like it does not shame them that they are big girls it embraces that um but it's not like it doesn't ignore that it is Mm -hmm. a part of who they are and so it's I, I realized I'm like I need to watch this because like this is the kind of show I want made, so I should do what I can to get some viewership for it. Um, it I found it delightful. I I don't know where you can watch it, but I would recommend it if I think you would dig it actually. Really, it's, cu- it's really it, cute. It sounds cute. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And I like sometimes I need that. <laughs> yeah, and it's very like that's the word I'm looking for. It's um, it it's goofy. Um, it is, like, there are heavy elements, but for the most part, like, the monster stuff is pretty light and pretty, like, gooey and and gross and stuff like that. And it is, like, it's very positive. Like, these girls are, are misfits, but they are cool. And they are sexy, and they are fun, and they are in control. And that's really cool to see. I, I do like that. I, I am glad, is, like you said, is even though there's so much to keep up with and like figure out how and where, when to watch things and they disappear so fast, it's really cool that there's room for like different stuff now. Yeah. Actually, I'm <laughs> like, looking up. Like, this was not, I, I assumed it was like, I just, for whatever reason, just guessed that it was based on like a graphic novel. It's not. Like, it's a totally original show. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. That is yeah. cool. That's cool too. Yeah, you get you get original content where people can kind of work out ideas and do different stuff. Ugh. Yeah, I mean I can't keep up with it, but I'm glad it exists. Definitely, and like the fact that like sci-fi put on the show because it yeah, I yeah. mean it, it is very much aimed at like it is about teenagers directly about teenage girls. I cannot imagine that is their primary target, but good for them for giving this a shot. I have no idea how well it did, but um, I would encourage people to check it out. Uh, if I if I ever know when I can watch things and have time, oh, I started watching something. <gasps> what you start watching? The Alienist, because Luke Evans is in. Oh, what are you thinking of? It? I don't. I'm like three episodes in. I gave up around that point. <laughs> I read the book. Great. Brandon was a big fan of the book, and I and I had read it, um, and I really enjoy the book. I watched it when it first came on a couple years ago. It was TNT, I think. And like yeah, I, so. I was excited to watch it, and then like we got to a point where Brandon one day was like, "Do you want to watch next episode?" I'm like, "You do that. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna go clean up, <laughs> like do something that I did not want to do." That I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." This will probably happen to me, but I there's enough people in it, and it's in, about a thing that I find interesting enough that I thought I could go with it. Mm. The first episode was was a lot more um, violent than I expected. Okay. Um, I don't know though. I, I I was aiming to be a Luke Evans completist, but who knows? Maybe yeah. I won't be able to hang. You might. Have you read the novel? Or are you familiar no. with it? I'd be curious no. if you if you would like it or not. Hmm. Interesting. It was a fun. Yeah, idea. I don't it's know. A good detective story set in a time that like is just a different time for it. You think it would be a good audiobook? Maybe. I don't okay, do audiobooks, cool. so I don't know. I only do very specific things because if it's not something that I find um, like compelling enough and like driving enough i'll start to like realize i'm not listening (laughs) what what for you determines when you choose to listen to a book versus versus physically read a book um it's for me it's the um the intricacy of the prose which sounds like such an asshole thing to say but if it's just like something kind of 
like basic like a like a story like a basic story mm. like i read all the magicians books audio audio book audio, wise audio lee audibly. yeah and i was listening to all the uh uh to nana re i'm saying yeah. her name wrong i'm i'm such a bad I, she's fantastic i know exactly who you mean and i don't know how to say her name either i um, was listening to all of her books and then i realized how much i enjoyed her prose and then i decided to switch to books i like to reread sentences if they're pretty mm. or if they're or if they're really like emotional i like to like sit in it for a minute and you can't do that with audiobooks obviously so i like to do like like maybe maybe ya or maybe like easier stuff i know zach would listen to stephen king audiobooks because he didn't really care for Stephen King and he just was like curious about the story mm. so I don't know like I would never listen to a Shirley Jackson audiobook but right. like I would listen to I don't know that's that's really interesting because I I had this realization um recently I was with my husband husband at a comic book store and I'm not a comic book person and I started like flipping through comic books and like looking around and being like why don't I like comics like I'm a reader I've always been a reader and I'm like, I pick up one that's like a horror one and the artwork is gorgeous. And I'm like, why would I not enjoy this? And I'm like trying to like skim it in the store to be like, can I do this? And I had this like eureka moment of, I am a reader who, for me, when I read a book, the, within pages, I know who I have cast in that book. I know what they look like. I know mm -hmm. where we are. I have an actor associated with it, like of all that. And so much for me of reading is what goes on in my mind when I'm reading. What am yeah. I seeing as I read? And that's why I think for me, visual books like graphic novels and comic books don't work because it it's it confuses my brain. My brain is doesn't get to do the work that it likes to do in reading. And I am not an audiobook person. Um, I have not tried it much, um, but I have found when I did, like it kind of did that same thing. Like it, it took like, it, it's almost like it, it took the responsibility out of my hands yeah. or the, not the responsibility. It took the control out of my hands. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't like, I, and I had a conversation with a friend recently where she had like just discovered audiobooks, and she's like, Oh, it's great. She's like, and the, she said, and this blew my mind when she reads books, she's reading in her voice. And so reading an audiobook, suddenly, like, a book came to life because now she has somebody actually narrating the book. And I could not believe that she would read a book in her own voice. And when I said, like, oh, well, don't you, like, have actors? And, you know, what? No. And it blows my mind to realize how differently everybody reads. That, to me, it is not even a question that I'm seeing what I am reading on the page in my mind. But many people do not do that. And that is fascinating to me. So for you to say for audiobooks for you are just when you want to kind of hear a story versus when you want to, like, really read a book and absorb the language and, yeah. like, immerse in that. It makes perfect sense to me. It's just very interesting. Yeah, I that's so interesting. I don't know that I read. I don't hear anything when I read. Mm. Hmm. it's just silence do you see <laughs> things do you cast like do you have actors in mind when you're reading a book um not usually really i mean maybe no no I, it's vague forms acting out plot oh. points usually 
when you're writing, is it the same way? It's a movie. It's a movie. I'm writing the movie I see in my head. So you have a specific actor or face or something? Um, Face sometimes. Face usually. Um, Sometimes I write very abstractly, as you probably know. Mm -hmm. And in that case, it's more about the emotion and less about about the carrier of that emotion. Um, But when I but I always see it. I see everything that I write. It's a it's a movie in my head, and I just transcribe it. But you do not read that way. No. Fascinating. That is really weird. I've never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's strange. But but like when I listen to an audiobook, I will picture things a little bit more vividly than I mm. than I picture them when I'm reading. Reading. Huh. I don't know. It's strange. Reading is definitely a unique thing. People, that's why it's hard to be like, this book, you'll love this book. Because people want different experiences from it, you know? Very much. That, that it just blows my mind. Because even thinking about it, the way, the way what you just said, that you picture things better when you listen. And for me, like, I, I get that. But it also, again, like, it's because then I have to, I have to hear it a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, because I've had arguments with people about, like, when I read a book and say, like, oh, yeah, I kept seeing um, Lauren Ambrose in this role. And somebody would say, like, but they said the character is a brunette. Yeah, okay, so, but in, but that's not a huge plot point, so she can have red hair. Or yeah. when it becomes yeah. a plot point, in my mind, she now has brown hair. And it was fascinating, like, it made some, it made my friend angry, like, no, no, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, no, this is this is how I do it. But that, like... She has different rules where it's got to be so literal. I just it's it is fascinating because I think like we think of movie we might think of different movies differently, but like for the most part, everybody watches a movie the same way, right? Maybe yep. some of us are on our screens or doing something else, but like you 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 experience a movie the same basic way everybody does, but you do not read a book and have the same experience that nope. anybody else does because your your brain works differently, and that is so interesting. Yep. I, I, I do find it fascinating. That's why when I recommend to everybody, if you're going to leave a negative review on a book, which I think you totally oh, should yeah. do, yeah. a lot of times it's very unhelpful unless you say, like, the reason why. Yeah. Because there are a lot of books that if if they have really low ratings and I see, oh, nothing happened, uh, too too much dialogue or, like, <laughs> unlikable characters i go like well that's not a stop i don't care yeah that's cool for me but like if you just say hated it it doesn't like you can maybe be constructive for people who might not Mm -hmm. well it's funny the last book i read um which is going to be a movie i think coming out this summer is bullet train which is a japanese book Mm -hmm. and i'm reading this book and i realized very quick because i like it had gotten like rave reviews and people i knew loved it and i'm reading it very quickly and realizing I get why people like it. This book was not written for me. And it was one of those, like, it's like a kind of like a Tarantino-y type thing. Uh. Like, it's a hitman on a train. And, like, and I watched the tra- the trailer for the movie. I'm like, oh, gosh, I am not seeing this movie. And I finished the book. I'm like, I, it, this isn't a bad book by any means. It's just that this book is not written for me. This is a yeah. style that just is, the, is never what I would pick up and read. I... I'm not going to give it a bad review because it's not a bad book, but I am not going to give it a rate. Like it was one of those really interesting things. And I think in some ways that because you are forced when you're reading a book, it is to me such an intimate, um, deep experience. Your eyes are immersed in this thing for hours Mm -hmm. and you can't 
um, I don't know. It's it's a different uh, a, a different um, relationship with art than I think anything else. But look, I agree. Yeah. Anyway. I wish I read more. I don't. So <laughs> I, I was. Oh, I, I was on vacation. I read five books on vacation. She knows six <gasps> cool. books. I know. I'm a monster. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a good movie podcast, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I derailed us because I, I couldn't. I was obsessed. I needed to hear. So in in that um, regard, I think the alienist probably would be a good audiobook. Yeah, cool. I might do it then because I'm finishing up one now that's very good. Okay. And, uh, um, it's Tanana Do I can't oh, say her name she's right. She's so good. I know. She's really good. And um, Did you read her vamp- Her um, uh, The one I read was like the first in a vampire series, but it's like a really interesting vampire that isn't clearly a vampire for a while. I don't know. I listened to The Good House is what I believe it's called, which is the the haunted house one um, that she did. What I think is interesting is that she does a lot of Stephen King shit, but like way better than I yeah. think Stephen King does it, um, which is just really long character descriptions. And like, we, we live with her characters for like so long. I become intensely attached to her characters, Yeah, but um, it was the, what I'm finishing up now is the living blood series. Yes. Yes. The first is book that... of that I read. Yeah. So the, very good. Yep. <laughs> There, each book is like 24 hours listening time, which is a big commitment for an audio book. I, I read the first one on Kindle, so I had no idea how long it was until I like was like, I don't know, a few hours through it and was like, oh, I still have several hours left. Okay. Yeah. But I do really good stuff. Yeah, those are fun to listen to. Those have been fun to listen to. And the guy that does the, um, I think it's the same person throughout all of them, the, the guy that does the narration, I think does it that's another thing if your narrator is really good they kind of it sounds like how it would sound in my head anyways if sure. someone talks talk dialogue if you find a like a not great narrator which has happened i found a guy that was doing like a he i think he thought he was doing a black girl voice and it was not cute Ooh, it was it bad. was very touchy so i was like let's return this to the library and cue <laughs> something else up. feels feels kind of racist for some reason i don't oh. like this but, now let but, me go yeah. back to my regularly scheduled viewing of antlers. Let's do the alienist, and we'll check back here next time on book chat on book ch- book corner. That's right. <laughs> oh, I did have an idea for what to do next. Tell me. Okay. Um. Let me. I should make sure it's still on. Uh. So this is a movie that you have talked about so many times, Ooh. and I have never seen it, but it is on HBO Max. Um, and apparently also on Tubi. And I'm like, I feel, I, I, I feel like I, I am missing a part of you because I have not seen Mary Riley. <gasps> I would love to rewatch Mary Riley. Okay. It's on HBO. We Max. were just talking about Stephen Frears. Okay. Yeah. And I've Let's never seen it. Let's fucking go. Okay. And we, oh my God, we just talked about like everything about John this Malkovich. movie. John Malkovich. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's tight. Yeah, this 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 movie's great. Okay, okay let's do it. Cool, cool. We'll do it. All right. So you think of something to pair with it? Uh, oh boy, that's okay. Or I'll think of something to pair it. with it, but you think of it first. Okay, I'll do my best. Okay, okay, cool. All right. Okay. So everybody else, when uh, when we come back here, we'll talk about books, and we will talk about Mary Riley and something else that goes along. Which with was it, a maybe. book. It was a book. Was Mary Riley a book? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Do I read the book first? No, I should. 
not. I should watch the movie first. I need to stop doing it the other way every time. Every time I say I shouldn't do it, and then I do it, and then I'm disappointed in the movie, and it's not the movie's fault that it's not the book. Don't do it, because this, I don't think this movie is disappointing, so I don't okay. want you to be disappointed in it when when, <laughs> when I'm not. Okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll, 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 all right, okay. good, good. All right, cool. All right, cool. All well, right. on that note, everybody, Christine, in addition to um, talking about reading books, Christine also has written books, so you should go find them over yeah. at christinemakepeace.com. That's my, that's my name, and that's my website. Nice. Yeah. Go do it, and folks. And if you follow me, on, follow me on Twitter, and I've been posting a lot of things about movies that I've mm-hmm. written about. Yes, she has. Yes. I do, I do so, that, too. Sometimes very late at night when little Emily's already been sleeping for hours. Sometimes after her her nine fifteen p.m. curfew, <laughs> it's a time difference. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely keep, the time. Keep telling difference. yourself that. Uh-huh. Yeah, nine fifteen, your time and my time too. Okay. All right. Well, having said that, good night, everybody. Goodbye. I can go any place, I can meet anyone, I can learn anything when I read. I can see in the future, I can be in the past, I can dream any dream when I read. When I read, I can use my imagination. When I read, there's no limits to my exploration. I can fly in the sky, swim in the sea. When I open a book, there's so much I can see. Oh, I love to read. When I want to smile inside any place, any time. I can meet anyone, I can learn anything When I read I can see in the future, I can be in the past I can dream any dream When I read When I read I can use my imagination When I read There's no limits to my exploration I can fly in the